305, the magic city. Yeah, she's pretty. But it's not about the lights, camera, action, cars, and views. It's about the spirit and the pride of the people that remain true. Miami puts culture and cultura. We live dreams. From South Beach to over the bridge. At the bottom of the map, but we're always on top. Hosting Super Bowl 54, making history. Digital Avenue Row. It used to be just Radio Row. And I was here from the very beginning of Radio Row. And since we call it Radio Row, it's really not Radio Row anymore. It's Digital Avenue, Digital Row, <laughs> and Radio Row. Well, I think us alone are going to bring, make it Digital Avenue. I mean, we have more equipment. It should be we alone, Robin. We. I said we alone. No, you said us alone. I did? Yes. Okay. But I hate to do it this early into the uh, – <laughs> this could be a new record, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us on Twitch.tv. We're live on Digital Row. Miss Robin gets the first one of these of the day. And I believe she just set a, a new record? Super Bowl record Woo. for the quickest bump, bump, the bump on Radio Row, Digital Radio Row, Twitch Row. Thank you. That's impressive. Thank you, Robin. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very impressed with myself. Tony Bruno, Miss Robin is here. Christian's here. Don yep. Collins is here. The whole gang is here. We welcome everybody. And if you're just new to the Tony Bruno Show on Twitch, first thing you need to do, stop what you're doing and just follow the show. Yes. Follow the show. That's the least you can do. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to do anything. Just hit follow. Well, How hard is that, Robin? There's actually even something even more special. We're making it even easier for people to win the uh, very, very special one of a kind. One of a kind uh, See, I could football. keep these. What I used to do is I would get a football and have all the guests sign it, mostly a lot of Hall of Famers, entertainment people, you know, big-time stars signing this football. And I would take it home, and then I would auction it off for charity. Right. And so this year what we're doing, we got the football, and because mm -hmm. of our affiliation with Twitch and so many right. people watching us on Twitch, and now that we're a Twitch partner, we're going to give this football away to one lucky Twitch follower. follower. You must follow, follow to win. And so we will pull out a random follower. And we, you know, we're adding followers every day. That's why we, we would love for you to start following us as well. If you already are, you're already in. You're in the hopper, as we like to say in the world <laughs> of... Uh... Yes. <laughs> but so this ball's awesome. I mean, we have so many great Hall of Famers. You know, we, Every single guest that we've had on is going to be signing it. Um, like yesterday, Warren Moon. 
Hall of Fame. Ron Jaworski. Ron Jaworski. Which, which we had to tape earlier, so we'll be playing him later. Um, Mark Slareth. I mean, you look at the names on here. A lot of them I can't read. Uh, but there's a lot of great celebrities. <laughs> we, ha we will have a list of the names that are on there. Exactly. Because, yeah, some of these are unrecognizable, and you wouldn't know unless you actually knew that that's what they're And by the way, subscribers are also involved because subscribers are obviously following us first. Obviously. So it's followers and subscribers. We're building up a lot of new followers, and so I want everybody involved. But if you're a subscriber, we may give you two chances in the hopper. Ooh. How about that? Oh, okay. How about that? Maybe we'll even throw in a swag bag. Yes, how about that? We're throwing the swag bag of our great sponsor product that we are giving away all week to the people who join us here at our desk. And but it's following is free, so, you, you know. Follow anybody, us first and foremost. You can subscribe for free with Amazon Prime. At Amazon Prime, you get the show for free for a month, and then you can decide every month to re-up. If you want to subscribe and pay, it's 5 bucks a month. You're not getting this kind of quality entertainment for that. And so we welcome all of you. We've got an unbelievable lineup. There's so many people here. It's Thursday, and this is when it all goes crazy. We went out last night and hung out on South Beach. We took Don Collins, and, and the Philly Godfather were there. We were rolling all the all the Maseratis and the Ferraris and yes. the Lambos and all the fancy Unbelievable cars. Unbelievable the cars that are down there on on this. Do you do you call it the Strip down there? No, it's it's South Beach. I know, but that one. It's it's lane, Collins Avenue, Beach and then Avenue? you go to then you go to uh, the Beachfront Avenue, and that's where all the Fox crews are there, and all the big tents are set up, and you got the uh, the Fox NASCAR crew there because they have the Daytona 500 coming up next weekend the biggest event in sports in, in NASCAR, of course, is the Daytona 500. Right. That'll be on Fox. The Super Bowl's on Fox. And so they've got pretty much the whole beachfront area there in South Beach. And it's going to get absolutely, not Kerry Collins, no. That's no, there were Ford Mustangs. A lot of Ford Mustangs. But there were, uh, you don't see any, like, jalopy. You don't see any 68 Dodge darts with a lot of uh, rust and body damage. You know what I'm saying? You live in Miami. You go to South Beach. Even a lot of people rent cars, too, because there's so much money down right. here. So people come into town. They rent a Lambo. They rent a Ferrari. And they drive around. And everybody thinks they're rich. And, they, you know, if you're, if you're not rich, why are you renting a – you think you're going to fool somebody by renting a Ferrari <laughs> for the weekend that, that you're really rich? Yes. And the one thing, we took some video last night, and, I, and we saw this one white Lamborghini. And I said, I couldn't see it because it was behind me. I said, if you have a white Lamborghini or any kind of Lamborghini and you don't have at least one woman in there, and he had two. So that's a professional right there. So we got a lot of stuff coming up. We'll be here till 4 o'clock. People will be stopping by. Lots of surprise guesses. Lot, lot guesses. Is that what I said? And a guy who's, I have a football with his autograph on it. A guy who played in the NFL for the New York football giants. And then, of course, he also played for the championship of the USFL, Philadelphia Stars, coached by Jim Mora, of all people. The, the great Bart Oates joining us right here. How are you, Bart? I'm great. Great to be here. How many people remember the Philadelphia Stars, uh, the U.S.? I have an autographed football from the entire USFL team. That's That's got to be worth what right now, 50, 60, 70 bucks? Oh, I thought she was going to say 50 or 60 cents. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's surprising. I'm, I'm, I'm actually very surprised how many people say I followed the, followed the uh, USFL, followed the uh, Philadelphia Stars, and um, it was – listen, I, I had a great time. It was a, it was a good – you know, good team. We were very successful. Competition was good. I mean, I, 
for me, making the transition to the NFL, it was actually very easy because we played at a high level of uh, football. Exactly. Now you know. Now you have the uh, the, the XFL is going to start next weekend. The yep. commissioners here. A lot of players who played in the NFL, guys who want to move up, a good chance for them to play. And yep. a lot like the, the AAF from last year, Bart, a lot of guys got a chance to go to the NFL. There were former players went there, continued to play, get scouted, and then they go and NFL teams will scout them as well. But back in those days, you know, you play for the Giants, Super Bowl champions. But you look at, you had Chuck Fusina as the quarterback, the Penn right. State, great. There were a lot. Kelvin Bryant was the running back from the Washington Redskins. So yep. there was a pretty good Jim, lineup. Yeah, I mean, Sam Mills. Sam Mills, a linebacker, Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. uh, no, it was an unbelievable uh, Michael team. Michael Johnson was, all, was an all-pro linebacker. We had uh, Pete Kugler mm -hmm. came in. Um, I mean, we had, some, we had some probably five or six guys that went on to be Pro Bowl players in the NFL. Exactly, from the USF. And unfortunately, that league was short-lived. But, you know, Herschel Walker was there, you know. And so they made a big splash. Yep, yep. And they got a lot of good players. But, unfortunately, the league went away after a couple of years. Yep. But Bart Oates didn't. The New York Giants didn't. And, and obviously, you, you have to consider yourself. A, you know, nobody's going to say Bart Oates of the USFL Philadelphia Stars. They're going to say, obviously, New York football Giants, right? Because that's really where you made your big I, name. Well, I played nine years there. It was a lot of fun. I was very blessed to be able to, to be there. I was, I was the guy coming out of college that uh, – I was at most would be a fifth or sixth round draft choice and get lost. And USFL allowed me to kind of build my tray. I came from a BYU, which was a passing school. And so I was able to go to a team that Jim Mora, Kelvin Bryant, we ran the ball. So uh, I was forced to become a run blocker. And so going to the Giants made the transition and um, just right place at the right time, Tony. You know, one of the things about offensive linemen, offensive linemen, when they retire, they get smaller. I mean, you know, you're, you're leaner. Because when you play in the NFL, now guys are like 360 pounds, offensive Lunch, linemen. Yes. You know, so offensive linemen in your days were what? Did you have, I mean, if you had a 300-pound guy, you were pretty heavy, right? Parcells once, after a couple of guys missed uh, play, they missed a uh, weigh-in on a Friday. He comes to the team meeting, he, he's all upset. He goes, guys, we had too many guys. It's late in the season. You know, you'd start your practice and get a little bit easier, and it's harder to keep the weight off. He goes, he goes I've never had a... 300-pound guy play for me. I never will. There's, <laughs> there's going to be any fat guys on this team. I'm going to be the fat guy. And now, if you're under 300 pounds. Oh, they don't even look it, at you. It, yeah, hey, it, if you're under 300 pounds, come out of high school. <laughs> my high, no, I'm serious. No, my, you're my right. College, my college line coach, said, I said, you know, I was like 230 coming. I said, you, so guys like me who kind of come in, I wind up being a good player, three-year starter. I, he goes, nah, I, don't, I don't even look at guys like you anymore. I go, there's so many guys that are 300 and plus just coming out of high school. Exactly. And so like, like my Brian Baldinger, I mean, all the offensive line guys that I know, they get older and they, and, they, and they lose weight and they get in shape, you know, because you don't have to bulk up. You don't have to eat a lot. You don't have to maintain the, the huge weights that these guys maintain and, well, and train I, at the you, same time. I did. I mean, I, I struggled to keep – I got up to 290. I struggled to keep it on. And so I got rid of – I got out of the game. I just, I just started eating a normal amount and not an extraordinary amount. And I became – you know, I just naturally lost the weight. I just kept working out, and, you know, I, I still have lots of things. I need to change my diet. I've got to do a lot of things. Bart Oates joining us, former New York Giant, Greg, with the Bill Parcells era, and, of course, USFL, as I mentioned. Actually started with USFL because not a lot of people will remember that, the USFL part, but, because I'm old. That's what happens when you get older, Bart. You know, people remember. Like Ron Jaworski, you know, good friend, and yep. you and he go back, and we go back to that era of the 70s and 80s. You know, football was a different game, but it was still a fun game to watch. It was great, great players. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure it is. And you're seeing Hall of Famers walk around. And I know you were at the NFL alumni, and, 
And so tell us some of the stuff that goes on, because a lot of guys who aren't playing in the game, a lot of Hall of Famers come to the Super Bowl every, every year, and they walk around, and we get to see them at all. The Taste of the NFL is Saturday night, another great event yep. where you'll see uh, Jerry Sizemore, one of my buddies who was an offensive lineman on the Eagles team with Jaworski and those guys. He's there every year representing the Eagles. There's just so much stuff, because you guys are walking ambassadors for the game. Well, listen, I, I, I have the privilege of uh, being president of the NFL Alumni Association, and uh, we work to um, help former players. Uh, we work to uh, help the guys in their post-career playing, uh, whether it be uh, transitional, uh, at, you know, whether it's uh, their career, whether it's uh, health and wellness. And um, it doesn't matter whether they're, they're still in their 20s. I mean, figure most, most of the guys, probably 95% of the guys that sign an NFL contract are retired before they hit 30. And so it's a long, long career afterwards. There's things that you got to do. And so we try to help guys with the right um, connections and transition and, um, you know, just provide those resources that, that are going to help guys live more productive and, and uh, happier lives. And the interesting thing is now we have the new uh, collective bargaining agreement being negotiated with the players and the old-timers and the other guys yep. finally got, getting recognized because they're saying, hey, we played, we put our bodies on the line, our help on the line, mm -hmm. and take care of us. So that's one of the ways I'm sure you guys fight for that, <coughs> and that's what being, that's one of the biggest things that players want is to have the health care continue after their playing days, certainly the health care when they're in the game, but afterwards as they get older and guys have, you know, can't walk anymore or can't yeah. move around. Well, two things. We'd, we'd love to see the pension improved. We'd love to see guys with – Three years get a pension where, you know, like they do now, uh, as opposed to the pre-93 guys. We'd like to see health care, yes. Um, and understanding there's, you know, particularly on the health care issue, you, you know, do you, who, do you give it to a guy that signed the contract? Do you give it to Hall of Famer? I mean, who gets it and, and, and to what amount? And so there's lots of different issues, but we think that there's at least a start somewhere mm -hmm. and have that. Just, and we and I think there's, there's lots of resources out there that we can utilize to help us provide a a healthcare solution. Uh, a lot of people in the healthcare world that would love to work with us. Now, from some of the people, I know John Clayton and the people who vote for the Hall of Fame and, and the people who are really in, entrenched with the media and follow the negotiations, I'm hearing that it looks like there's going to be uh, an agreement before long. And, you know, people don't want to see work stoppages. They don't want to see lockouts. They don't want to see replacement players. They, you know, they want the game to continue because every time we see some sort of a labor dispute in any sport, the fans say, that's it. They go out. If they walk out, if they get locked out, I'm never going to watch the game again. And then eventually they come back. But I think there's, it seems to be peace in the future here as far as the NFL is concerned. Other than that 17th game, that seems to be the sticking point for a lot of the players. I think so. But, you know, if they make adjustments as to how much playing time you can get, for instance, um, Again, that 17th game is, is you know, there's it's just so much money. But the revenues, projected revenues, and, you know, they haven't even touched the fantasy football, uh, you know, the e-gaming. I mean, there's just so much more they can do. Bard Oates. So, Bard, now what, what are you guys going to be doing now? What's, uh, what's the big game plan? Now, do you have a golf tournament here? You have events for a lot of the players, right? And no golf tournament. We, our chapters will hold golf tournaments um, where they uh, select a, a local charity that uh, as a beneficiary, and, and then the winning team of that of that golf tournament, what we call the qualifier, goes to our national championship called the Super Bowl of Golf. Well, you guys came to Miami and aren't playing golf down here? Go figure. <laughs> uh, we, have, we have events. We have different events that we've sponsored and that we uh, support and uh, charity events as well as uh, educational events. We have player networking events, and uh, we have a brunch on Sunday. We have uh, a tailgate afterwards uh, before the game on Sunday. We have a Legends party tomorrow. So. Uh, we, you know, we have a number of events that we uh, work with, so just good to see guys, inviting guys, and 
being able to, this is just a kind of a gathering time for, for the guys to, to get together, especially these, these few days prior to the game. Exactly. Now, Tony, did you know that the NFL Players Association has a new Twitch channel as well? They're just starting out. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah we're on Twitch. And the and, uh, Alumni Association, alum sorry. No, no, he's not with the, he's with the alumni, NFL alumni. Yes, the Players Association I, is totally different. That's yes, the I know that. But I'm saying that the Players Association has, right. a, so, so the NFL is trying to reach uh, viewers and listeners all yep. over the place. Yeah, we have a Twitch channel, and uh, we're looking at a couple of other uh, avenues of uh, distribution with our e-gaming mm -hmm. initiative. Uh, a lot of the guys like to do e-gaming, and to me it's just a great way for yeah. getting guys connected with people who Absolutely. it's just uh, and and it's lucrative too by the way guys who do it well and uh, have the followers it can be very lucrative for the guys well we so. love our followers and they love you uh, there there's a chat room I, I put it in front of you so you can see what everybody's Were saying Were you on Aqua Teen Hunger Force? This <laughs> is Bart Oates on Aqua Teen Hunger Force were you on there? There is an episode, episode, actually episode 65. I remember that because that was my playing number, Giants. Wow, I didn't know that. That's good. See, these people stay up late and they watch Comedy Central and watch, you know. Uh, so what happened was I was, listen, I'm, 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 I'm like this uh, good Mormon kid. But, you know, I'm figuring someone called me up and said, hey, we have a cartoon. We want you to do a voiceover. I'm thinking, cartoon? Okay, sign me up. Make a commitment. And then, I get, then I get the script and I'm reading it and we're like, this doesn't sound like a cartoon. <laughs> not, not like the cartoons I watched on Saturday mornings. Boy, cartoons sure have yeah, changed. Sure have changed, yeah. <laughs> what happened here? I did not know that, yeah, Mark. Yeah. I watched. I mean, I, I, I watch some of that stuff at night, late night. You put it on, oh, and you're do like, you? Okay. Yeah, you know, and, uh, I love cartoons, but those those cartoons are like a little a little wacky, but they're funny. Oh, there, yes. But Aqua Teen Hunger Force is uh, it, it's popular, man. So people. People still know you from that. How many uh, years ago was that? I, I don't know. I mean, a dozen years ago, at least. <laughs> at least a dozen years. That was fun. Now, uh, Cujo Knows wants to know about the ATHF. I don't know what that is. It makes two of us. Because uh, people who? are asking questions. See, that's a good thing about Twitch. You know, Robot Chicken is one that a lot of, but that's a weird show. They, com they combine, like, live action and animation. Now, Christian's a big Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Late Night, the Robot Chicken one, right? ATHF is Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, okay. Hello. Oh, hello. Thank duh, you. Duh. I'm just mentioning Aqua Teen hung Hunger Force, and I didn't know they had initial an acronym for it. And he there said Comedy Central, but it's Adult Swim. Adult Swim, yes, which Get is part of Nickelodeon, right? right? Isn't that Twitch part of Nickelodeon? Cart Cartoon Network. Cartoon okay. Network. Okay. I usually just watch See, I learned. I learned something every day. Comedy Central has some uh, bizarre ca uh, cartoonish type shows too, don't they? Uh, not sure. not any at the moment, I don't think. Okay. I want to get that straight. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. But you weren't on that, though, right, Bart? That's no, what I was doing. That's I the did one he did. Episode it was the other 65. One. Yeah. Jeez, I need another cup a of coffee. A I think you need some more coffee, Tony Bruno. I don't. I, the only, the only, I only know Dancing with the Stars is DW. TS. TS. And then we have Rashad Jennings coming on, who wanted yep. another former giant. Mm -hmm. He retired with the Giants, Yep. went on Dancing with the Stars, and won it. Go figure. Now, I, I also played with Jerry Rice, who won it. So Exactly. There you go. That's must unbelievable. Be, well, must be these fo football guys, right? Big football guys and well, Aqua Teen Hunger Force guys. We love seeing, and uh, for me, meeting mostly new. You know everybody, but uh, I love meeting all the alum and seeing what they're up to. Because now and no, we old guys have to stick together. You know I what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You we <laughs> younger people remember you on Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Older guys like me remember you on the USFL and in the NFL with the Giants and Bill Parcells. Oh, get out of here with that boomers comment, damn it! Okay, boomers. <laughs> South Park is Comedy Central, and that's obviously 
a monster show. Come on, Christian. You say they don't have any any uh, cartoon shows. South Park's one of the most outlandish and cr greatest shows of all time. Yeah, I mean, it's really lost its, like, spark from the original you no, know, first doesn't. 10 it's, seasons. It's probably the longest-running oh, cartoon yeah, series ever. It's not the same. What's the matter with you, man? Get him out of here. <laughs> Bart, great oh, yeah. to see you, man. Thank you. Appreciate you coming by. Good luck with the NFL oh, Alumni take Association. Care, guys. Now, he's Appreciate got a Super Bowl. Show, uh, show everybody your Super Bowl ring. Now, you see that Super Bowl ring, what year was that? That was 86. See, now and that's Super Bowl first what? giant Super Bowl. That's tasteful. That's wearable. Was that Pasadena? Yes. I was there for that game. Okay, that I was, was too. Was, I was too. Yeah, I know. You played it. <laughs> but but look at the look at the Super Bowl ring that, that back then. And then you you've seen the, the modern ones, you have to use two fingers now, some <laughs> guys, to put them on there. Two, yes. That's um, and that's that's really tastefully done. Thank How you. many diamonds in that thing, you know? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you still wear it though. Because now you see these guys and these things are like they're so big. Uh, like, hard to wear, yes. Yeah, I mean, they weigh a lot. Like, you're going to start, like, Well, it started changing because I, I, this was the first one with the Giants, and I won the last championship, the 49ers won. And so Eddie wanted to make that a kind of a special. And he, I think it started the uh, that era of. Uh, Bigger over, is yeah. better, yeah. yeah Oversized just, rings. The more gaudy, the better. Exactly. So you guys got ripped off. You didn't get all the uh, all the bling-bling stuff back it's okay. then. You man. know what? Listen, it doesn't matter whether it's the ring that has the first the first ring from the uh, Green Bay Packers, um, you know, it, it's really what it means. It's the accomplishment. Exactly. Everybody that plays this game comes to the NFL. That's the dream is, is to have a, you know, to be able to, to make it to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. And so now, it doesn't matter what the ring looks like. So are you rooting for the NFC since you were I'm mostly kind of, an NFC you know, guy, I'm, the Giants? I played for the 49ers. The 49ers. I won a, a championship there. But Andy Reid was, we were teammates in college. So I kind of have. I, I go, I'm like Joe, I, Joe Montana, I, I, can't, I can't lose. Exactly. Or the other, on the other side, as an attorney, I can't win. <laughs> so <laughs> one, one of my teams have to lose. Good. I saw what Joe did. He put up his, his Chiefs and his 49ers jerseys that he has in, in you know, yeah, frame. Yeah, how about the rings? Which rings did he No, he up? just had the, two, he had, the two, uh, <laughs> he had the two jerseys and the pants that he has encased, yep. and he said, my team's going to win this weekend. Yep. So that was his, his way of getting away from having to Got make it. a pick. Yep, yep. Bart, good to see you, okay. man. Thank you Thanks, so Tony. much. The great Bart Oates, ladies and gentlemen. Let me give him a roaring round of applause. All right. Multiple Super Bowl thank winners. You, thank you, thank you, thank you. One of the all-time greats. And, of course, USFL champion. I'll never forget that. I'm probably one of the few guys who's, who's not a net player from that era who remembers that. All right. Enough of the applause. Thank you. All right, Tony. Good to see you. Bart Oates, ladies and gentlemen, right here on Digital Radio Row. And now another guy who's here who's exploding all over the scene. I remember him when he was just starting. And now he's on TV, he's on radio every day. He's in San Francisco on 95.7 The Game. J-Lo, my boy uh, Dan Dibley, Lorenzo Neal, and this guy Joey Fortenball. Part of the team and you see him on TV. He's, he's, he professes to know a little bit about sports gambling. Is that true, John? First of all, what are you doing bringing former Giants on the show? You're an I Eagles put guy. everybody what on this show. What are you doing? Show. You got the former Giants in here. What are you going to have, Troy Aikman on next? Yeah, what I love this? Troy Aikman. I, I have all the great players. Bart Oates is a great player. He's the, the NFL Giant. Alumni Association president. He played for the Niners. He played for the Giants. <laughs> played for the Chiefs. What's the matter with you, man? Are you it's just putting you. on? You're it's just putting on San Francisco Robin, 49ers players? Is that is that all you care about? We're focused. We're a little bit more. We're not as robust. We're not as robust with our uh, diversity. We have strict orders from the home base, the mothership. We got to keep it <laughs> dialed in this week for the game. 
But uh, overall, thank you for having me. This, and this isn't just to make you feel good about it, this is a very impressive setup. Thank I you. watch thank you. you. Uh, is that in your basement when you normally do it? No, we don't. It's a cellar. It's a cellar. It's a cellar. A, like a wine Come cellar. On, it used to be it, ba right. well, it's beautiful the way you guys have it set up. It's very impressive. And I, I follow you on social, so I see you lugging all the gear down here. Then I see the picture of you hanging out with the feet and the sandals and everything. You exactly. do a great job. You got to do that stuff, man. You want people, we want people to feel like they're here with us, Joe. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I love it. You're doing exactly what you should be doing. So what are you thinking? How's your week been going so far? Beautiful, man. We had a great time. We went to South Beach last night. You know, a lot of the people that I'm with haven't been to South Beach. Our buddy, Philly Godfather, he's been there. He used to live in Miami. And so, like, Don Collins is a Canadian dude. He doesn't even and know Don doesn't is. even. He's never get out, been out of he Saskatchewan. Thinks he thinks he's in Bermuda. He thinks he's in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Speaking of which, the, the beauty of, of Philly Godfather, <laughs> I haven't seen him in forever, but the second you see him, the first thing, you shake hands, what props do you like? Exactly. First thing out of his mouth, man. I love that guy. That's the beauty of the guys you know that do it for real, that have been around a long time, that know the ins and the outs. The first thing out of the mouth, you don't even need the hello. It's right to business. Who do you got? What do you like? What are exactly. you thinking? Look at this game tonight. We don't have time for anything else. I know. Because I mean, yeah, like you're in San schedule. Francisco. He's in Philly. He's the Philly Godfather. Everybody knows the Philly Godfather. Of course. Of course. And he's got the animals now making picks. You know, he sponsored the show. He's not just here for fun and games. He loves Tony so much. They have a mutual admiration society going. Really? He's one of the sponsors of the show. This thing is, by the way, this is a show Like to Mission sponsor. Control. Yeah, what, a quarter million people watching this thing? Yeah, we're live on Twitch. Now we're on the front page of Twitch, so we got all these people listening. And, and you know, we have fun. I've always had fun doing this, Joe. You know that. Of course. That's how you do this. And you know you guys have fun in San Francisco on 95.7 The Game. And if you don't have fun doing this and people think that you hate your job, why would they listen or watch you? You know what That's I mean? That's the key. It, 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 be authentic. Be real. Have emotion. Come in. That's why I'm trying to tell people this is such a great week for us. I've covered a few Super Bowls before. I've been lucky. But this is the hometown team. Right. So you're actually here with an agenda this week. You're actually here breaking down the nuance rather than doing some of what we've done in the past, which is cover some of the fun of it, talk about what you do when you go out at night, things of that nature. Not to say we're not having any fun. This is one of the all-time Super Bowl locations, as you know. Absolutely. So it's been great to get back to Miami. This is where the first Super Bowl I ever covered was Saints-Colts uh, about 10 years ago. That first was time the Rex, I was ever here. Post, Rex Grossman, Peyton Manning game. That was the Super Bowl before. I'm talking Saints-Colts when Breeze Saints beat them. Yes, exactly. And then a couple years before that, they were in Miami as well. Yep. And that was the one in the rain. I'm hoping we can avoid the rain for this And, game. you know, the thing about Miami, they were in the they were in that short rotation back then. Because San Diego yeah. had a team. Everybody loved going to San Diego, the zoo, you know, the Greek, the, not the Greek town, the, uh, the gas lamp. Gas lamp Everything was yeah. close. Everything you can walk around and do. And the Houston was like that. Miami is really spread out. And so it's a great area. You get to drive over the causeway and see the beautiful water and the, and the massive yachts and all that stuff. So, yes. You know, Miami is a special place, man. It's one of those you have to go down to South Beach and drive down all the Art Deco. I mean, that's like, that's like going to San Francisco and not seeing the Golden Gate Bridge. Exactly. There's, there are things you have to do when you go to every city. And luckily, I've been to them multiple times. And so when people see South Beach for the first time and the Art Deco, and they say, boy, it's pretty close. You know, it was quiet at 8 o'clock. By the time we got out of there, you Ooh. couldn't move. <laughs> every single bar, every single hotel bar, there's people outside, and it's going to get crazier because more people come in on Thursday and Friday. You know, not everybody gets to spend nine days like we do. No. People come in on Thursdays, and, you know, it's expensive. Just getting tickets is, is, is a major setback. Ron Jaworski, former player, bought four tickets, face value, Twenty grand, yeah, five thousand dollars a piece, and that's not the aftermarket. No. That's from the NFL. 
That's so you. We've been trying to figure out which fan base is going to show up better down here because some always point to the San Francisco fan base and they say, well, they've got money. Well, all fan bases have demographics that have money. Exactly. There's some Silicon Valley money that'll come. Chiefs haven't been here in 50 years. I know. So you got to figure they're going to show out as well. Both teams primarily wear red for Super Bowl where we've ever had that. I'm thinking 50 50 in there outside of the corporations and everything. I don't think one fan base is going to dwarf the other. This is, this is a, a fresh Super Bowl for us. We have not had this in a while. Finally, the Patriots are out. And I think a lot of people don't know what to do with themselves. Because like the Yankees and like Notre Dame, when you look at the Patriots, you're either in with them or you hate them. Right. Now people aren't really sure which where their allegiance lies if these aren't their teams. You know, and I, me being a Philly guy, I love Andy Reid. You know, he was there for a long time, got to all those championship games, got to one Super Bowl. And also, there are a lot of people who are rooting, hoping Andy gets one ring, you know, so he can validate his career, which I believe is a Hall of Fame career even if he doesn't win. He wins it. He's a lock to get in. And then you look at the Niners, you know, the, the history of the franchise, Jimmy Garoppolo, the fact that they turned this thing around. I mean, it's one of the fastest rebuilds because they got the draft picks, they got the right GM, they got the right coach, and they got the right assistant coaches, and boom, they put this thing together, and it's hitting on all cylinders, and it's going to be a good team for a long time. Culture is the buzzword that everyone uses when they're talking about the Niners because this was a bad culture for a while post-Harball. At the end, when it fell apart, Jed York, a young guy, um, he overstepped his bounds, as many would say, with Harbaugh, and Harbaugh was, was, was very vocal and adamant about that. It led to a major rift. Harbaugh leaves. The fan base is devastated because Jim has done so much for them, and they were on the precipice of a Super Bowl and all that stuff. You bring in Tom Sula, terrible hire. It's a disaster. Chip Kelly, terrible hire. It's a disaster. Here comes Shanahan and Lynch, and nobody wants to trust Lynch because they're like, this guy's out of the booth. Right. He's got no experience. And we just watched Shanahan blow the uh, Super Bowl, which, by the way, when does a coordinator take all the heat for something I, like that? I know. Dan Quinn is just riding away scot-free. MVP quarterback Matt Ryan. No one ever talks about the fact that he blew a 28-3 lead. Where was the defense? Get a stop. Exactly. They're blaming it on the fact that they were up 28-3 and they made a couple of bad play calls and switched the momentum. Yeah. You still had to give up the points to lose the game. Yeah, you still had that thing under wraps. To blame a coordinator for that is just completely idiotic. So here they come. First year doesn't work out so hot. Second year doesn't work out. People, people are starting to get antsy. And it's just, look, the roster was awful. It was awful, and what was good got hurt, and the salary cap man wasn't managed well. Turnarounds take at least three years. I mean, the, yeah. you know what with the birds? They were hot, Andy left. They went through all of it for a little while, and then Howie brought them back up. They built the thing together. They got the quarterback, and they're there. You just got to be a little bit patient. You just don't want to be inept. The Browns are inept. The Bengals, by and large, are inept. The Dolphins have been inept. This is a team that— And the Raiders out. were for a while until oh. they finally got it back together again. Yeah. They're another perfect example. Of you know, that. and brought in a, a great personnel guy as their GM, you know, and, and Gruden in the booth for many years, but still obviously a student of the game. Because yeah. a lot of guys, when they leave coaching, they just watch games on TV or they sit around. Gruden stayed involved because he was still talking to players and coaches doing Monday night. So he didn't really lose grasp. Like Jimmy Johnson, when he got out of the Cowboys, you know, he pretty, when he came in, he knew all the Miami players, he knew all the hot college players. So he was fortunate in the right spot at the right time all the draft picks gets the Aikmans and the Emmett Smiths and the Michael Irvins and then boom they build that dynasty back in the 90s and you could tell with Gruden it was coming at some point because he was never overly critical on any of the broadcasts yeah and that's the rumor with Peyton Manning as to why he won't take a job on TV is that he wants to wait until just about everyone he played with retires <laughs> so he doesn't have to worry about being critical of his friends that's what's floating around out there anyway. That's This is a breakdown that you don't get anywhere else, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Except on 95.7 The Game with my boy Rob, my boy Dan Dibley. I'm so happy to see him, man. 
back on top, back doing morning radio. He's doing great. He's having quite a quite a good time this week. He's really enjoying himself. <laughs> I talked to your boy Damon Bruce last night as well. I was doing the afternoon hits with him. I rate he's not here. Don't tell him I said that. I rate. I rate. I rate that he's not here. Oh, I rate. He, they didn't send Damon out? No, he just did the morning show. Just did that the morning show. That is an show. outrage. That is a total a, outrage. A total outrage. outrage. You tell Matt Nahagian right now, <laughs> I need to hear from him this it's afternoon. It is an outrage. It is an outrage. All right, now, obviously, you're a guy who dabbles in the, uh, would you call yourself a gambling expert? I wouldn't use the term expert. I, I, well, are you Philly Godfather level? He's a, No, 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 no. He has lived and breathed it for such a long time. <laughs> when you talk about the 10,000 hours of being an expert, that's the 10,000 hours of being an expert. I am someone who has enjoyed it for quite some time. So I've made it a passion project to study it and learn it. If I'm going to bet, how about I try to figure out a way to not get my teeth kicked in like some nobody schmuck for my entire life. So eventually I'm writing for National Football Post, and I decide, you know what, I got nothing going on in my life. I'm not dating anyone. I'm in my late 20s. I got nothing going on. I'm going to move out to Vegas, and I'm just going to get to know the bookmakers and the pros and a lot of the guys that, that, that Philly Godfather knows. I'm going to get to know them, and I'm going to learn the business. I'm going to study the business. I'm going to see what makes this work, how, how these guys figure this out. So I've spent years studying it, writing about it, and then trying to implement it. So you try to get to a point where you know a little bit more and you can convey that information. But in terms of on that level, no way. That's, that's, a, that's, but the, that's but an advanced, a 400-level econ course. But what you do is what you do to get great is you study. You just don't say, hey, hey, hey look at the lines. Yeah, I like this team. And then of you course. make your picks on your five-pack, six-pack of picks. Of course. you got to study this stuff day in and day out. You know, it's like fantasy. Fantasy players, different level. They, study, they know every player on every roster because of it. Exactly. Exactly. And, they study gambling, the weather. They exact, study everything. Exactly. So the whole point you're trying to do is you just want to stay ahead of it. The, the guys who know this better than anything, you just want to get the best number. Right now, for example, the Niners are sitting out there at plus one and a half. If you have a good sense and you're smart enough to realize that maybe it's going to move the other way, get the one and a half. Then if it closes Pickham or San Francisco minus one, you at least got the best of it. You're beating the market. You're beating the pricing. They'll always tell you the same thing, these guys. It's, you're not betting jerseys. You're betting numbers. It's all about the pricing. They don't care about anything else. That, that's what it comes down to. And this one is pretty much one of the closest toss-up games oh, yeah. you'll find in the law. I can't remember the last time a game was this much of a toss-up. It could go, I mean, because no one really knows. You, know, you can make arguments on both sides how both teams could win this game. And so the line's not going to move that much, even with the suitcase guys that come in. You know, what's, what's the guy's name that put down the big bet? Magic Mat Mattress, Mattress Mike. Mack. Mattress <laughs> Mac. I'm sorry. I don't know Mattress Mac. Out of Houston, huge Astros fan. Smart, because think about what he did during the Astros run. He had a gimmick with his mattress company where if the Astros oh, the right. Series, I, that, now that's what I know. That's he's right. refunding that's right. everybody, that's right? right? Yeah. So, it, but, so then he goes and he bets on the Astros. <laughs> so either way, he's going to make sure he doesn't have too much liability, plus he gets all the free pub. I didn't realize that after the Astros that he becomes like the go-to guy to see yeah. who he's taking with his money. He's yeah. a guy with a lot of money, has a successful business. Does that make him an expert on who he's going to pick? I don't think so. I mean, he <laughs> likes to bet. He's got a ton of money to bet. This would be the guy to ask Let me right ask here. Philly Godfather here. Christian, can we turn that other mic on? Because Mattress Mac, you said you posted this morning at, on Philly Godfather at Twitter, at Philly Godfather, Mattress Mac has made his play. So you posted that. Do you follow Mac? I mean, we follow him. Well, Is, was he considered, he's just a considered a rich guy. But He, he was considered a rich guy. But we have a mutual friend in Bruce Pritchard who runs the WWE or WWF, whatever it's called now. And we're actually getting together next week in Atlantic City. So uh, he might not be a square anymore. 
<laughs> of but all Joe the Ford places Ford. to meet, Atlantic City. <laughs> Joe's not a square, right? You no, he's not? sharp. He's a sharp. I met him a long time ago, and what I loved about Joe was he was asking, you know, all the guys that knew what they were doing, thousands and thousands of questions, and it registered with him. And I watch him on t TV. He's not just entertaining. He's very informative, and he knows what to look for, you yeah. know, when it comes to gambling angles. Because yeah, you could have guys, you know, yell, hey, call my number, call this, hey, hey, we have that picks. I'm going to give you the free pick tonight. You call me right now, and you don't have to pay anything. And, you know, there's a lot of guys that do that. <laughs> yeah, they're all marketers. <laughs> exactly. Not on this show. Not, not on this show Not with the Philly Godfather, Joe Fortenball. Great to see you. So who do you like? Are you going to be a homer or are you going to make a legitimate? Well, first of all, homer, I'm from I'm from Allentown, Pennsylvania. The Eagles <laughs> are my team, okay? So it's like, let's be honest here. The birds aren't in it. If I was picking the birds, I'd understand what you're talking about. I, I like the Niners. I've liked the Niners from the beginning of this thing. It's not something that I'd pound on the table. I was pounding on the table before the Minnesota game. I really love the Niners there. I like them here. I think that there's too much infatuation with what the Chiefs did in the last two games. Let's remember something. Houston ranks 29th in pass defense. They're not a good defense, okay? That game was at Arrowhead. Tennessee, 24th in pass defense. They're not a good pass defense. I was just waiting because I was taking a bath betting against Tennessee. I was just waiting <laughs> for someone to get a lead on them because once you get the lead, Henry's out of the game. Now it becomes the Tannehill show, and you saw that happen against the Kansas City Chiefs. So in this game, the Niners can hit you a lot of different ways. They play very good defense. Yep. They have a sound rushing attack. They can throw the ball with Garoppolo. They're smart on special teams. They're well prepared. And here's one thing I want you to pay attention to. This is the third time this year they've been in this situation. Okay? They've spent an entire week away from home to get ready for a game. Beginning of the year, they played at Tampa, spent the week in Youngstown, Ohio, practicing, then played the Bengals. Then later in the year, they came out and they played Baltimore, spent the week in Florida, played the Saints the next week. Those are two situations very similar to the Super Bowl. You're going to move to a completely foreign location, spend the week there practicing, and then get ready for the game. The Chiefs have none of those on the resume. Not saying that's the tipping point, but the Niners are familiar with how to prepare given the elements here. Joe Fortenball from Allentown. And that, that, I've said it to Robin, and Robin knows it all the time. Some way, somehow, everybody that I've met or know has some connection to the Philadelphia area. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Whether it's Philly, suburbs, Jersey, you know, the, the tri-state area there. How much, how much of it's a good connection? Uh, it doesn't have to be a good connection. <laughs> it's just a connection, period. It's just a connection some way or another. Joe, great to see you, man. Thank, Thank you so you much. Thank you for having the me. The great Bye. Joe Fortenball, ladies and gentlemen. The Philly guys. Godfather's Rob, hanging Eric. out with us all week. Always a pleasure. We're going to be on a yacht with Snoop tonight. I mean, you know, we got to do the things That's we need not. to do. Is that, is that real? We're Absolutely. going We're going to the That's Lee real. Steinberg That's party, real. which we do every uh, single year no, on Saturday. No, the Lee Steinberg on Saturday. Tonight is a special tonight is a big VIP. So many parties, he can't keep track. I know. Exactly. I really do. I have to make the decision. <laughs> Guys, thank you. i got to have Lee. Lee's coming on now, right? You're yes. coming on next, Lee? Guys, thank you so much. Joey Fortenball, the great Philly godfather, here with us all week, hanging out on Radio Row. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the man himself. You I could, remember going you way choose, back. Actually, that chair is probably better for you right now. And I have to start. I have to start him out with he, he the most requested, the, the only guest that I've ever had on any of my shows at any level, whether it's Philly, whether it's ESPN, whether it's Fox, whether it's Sporting News, whether it's this show on Twitch. Lee Steinberg, ladies and gentlemen, is the only person who has one request when he comes on the show: the rim shot. <coughs> there you go. And I didn't even have to say anything. No, you just give me one of these, and then I have to give you one of these. <laughs> How yeah. are you, Lee? I'm doing great. Life Good to see you. This is your 34th, right? Super Bowl party. 30, Lee Steinberg, 33rd. 33rd annual. But you know what? We lost a year somewhere. So Exactly. Uh, I lost a couple of years of my <laughs> exactly. life. Too. <laughs> well, the first year was 1985. So, And I assembled all sorts of people in my Berkeley house. There were a lot of sports writers there. Um, 
I went to sleep that night. I came down the next morning, and guess what? They were still there. They were lying on couches. <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were passed out. Um, so there you go. So this one, and, and it's always for a great charity. Lee Steinberg, for those who don't know, super agent, obviously CEO of his own company. The list, we had Warren Moon on yesterday, Troy Aikman, Warren Moon, those guys. You were the quarterback guy when all these guys were becoming superstar players. But you've had quality clients all over the years. And certainly, the one we you introduced us to in Houston a couple of years ago, and I just played the interview that he did with us on Radio Row, Patrick Mahomes, and we all knew then that this kid was something special. And now here we are a couple of years later, and he's the most exciting player in the National Football League. And uh, this Super Bowl experience is such that uh, it becomes the premier branding event in American sports. Mm -hmm. And so if a player plays dramatically here, They've got the opportunity to move into the celebrity-making machine that consists of early morning, late-night talk shows, People Magazine, all the rest of it. So uh, I remember in 93 when Troy Aikman played the first time, and he, he entered the game. He was Troy Aikman, who was a very good quarterback. When the game was over, he was Troy Aikman <laughs> in yeah. lights. And so it, it, you've got people that are not hardcore football fans but they pay attention to this week and you know what the thing about Mahomes because we got to talk to his mom you know I knew his dad the pitcher and so when you get clients like that and you knew right away this kid was special but the the humility the just the the whole package that we saw in this kid and you saw it and he's your client did you think it would get this good this fast with this young man no, it would be unreasonable to predict because, you see, when a quarterback goes out there, the more times they see the field, the defenses slow down, they get better decision-making, better reads, and all the rest of it. It was really helpful that he sat for a year behind Alex Smith, who was a very generous mentor to him. But um, he, he um, worked so hard, and... If you like him on the field, you'll love him off the field because he's a genuinely uh, cares about other people, um, faith-based, good, great, amazing kid. And we saw it. We talked to his mom, and then and then he he was so humble. He was talking about you know being recruited to Texas as a defensive back, right? You know, and he said to Mac Brown, "I don't want to play defensive back. <laughs> I want to play quarterback." You know, and his dad he could have played baseball and he chose football, so he had a lot of options. But so you look at the Pat Mahomes from then in Houston, and you look at him now, and certainly getting all of this stuff around him under control. And that's what you have to do, you do, as his, as his agent. It's not just, hey, I got a contract with so-and-so to promote this product. It's about controlling the whole package, which is Patrick Mahomes, right? It is, and I have a co-counsel in uh, Chris Cabot who does an excellent job interacting with him also. And the... But the key is, we have a phrase, stay in process. And stay in process means continue doing those things that will improve you as a quarterback and give you a better chance to win and to the exclusion of everything going on around you. Lee Steinberg, the 33rd party is this Saturday. I get the notices. So you're down those like less than 100 tickets, right? And the greatest thing about this, this great event with all the, the people involved is the Make-A-Wish Foundation is the charity where a lot of the proceeds go this year. It is. Florida International University and Wormhole Labs are sponsoring. What happens is that we're going to take some kids to the game, and then we're raising money to fulfill a lot of kids' wishes. And 
We're giving our humanitarian awards again to uh, Stephen Ross, the owner of uh, the Dolphins, and we're giving it to uh, Brett Veach, the GM of, of the Kansas City Chiefs, and trying to focus on positive things that people in football do away from the game. And the Make-A-Wish Foundation is phenomenal. Oh, I've, yeah. I've supported it my entire life. I think it's one of the great, now, great charities. Lee, one of the other things that you do, um, and I was hoping that I was going to be able to go to one because even though I'm not necessarily interested in becoming an agent, you offer these educational tours that sort of transcends this particular field. It's actually good for almost anything that you're doing when you're trying to pitch people and so tell us a little bit more about the educational tour that you have. So what we have are two distinct training tools for younger people who might be interested in entering the field either of sports in general or sports agentry. And we give them an hour on sports media and an hour on sports marketing and branding and then how to work for a team, a league, a conference, an athletic department, how to do sports philanthropy, how to do sports entrepreneurship, um, and then they get a mentorship hour where they get to talk to the people and actually get a jump start on their career. The, and we do it all across the country from uh, New York to Chicago to Los Angeles to Denver to Houston to Dallas. Yeah, I remember the last time we had you on between Super Bowls, you came on the show when I was in Philly which was my base to talk about one of the upcoming events in New and York City. And we've done it in Philadelphia. Yep. So, um, but this is my attempt to bring along an ethical, principled, younger generation who understands the power of sports. One other thing I hear, you got a temple guy now this year as yes, one of your clients. Yes, we're going to have him on tomorrow, I believe. Beautiful. Is it tomorrow? Harrison Hand. Harrison yes. Hand. And, of course, you know, Temple, you know, it's big school in Philly. They've had some good mat rules now in the NFL, and so they've had some good coaches, get good recruiting classes. And the NFL is completely loaded with Temple University. Really, really good players. You know, Temple rocks. <laughs> well, it's my alma mater, so I'm going to be a little... Uh, I see. Hey, now, Lee, we're doing something a little bit different this year. Um, you are always the one that's giving out these awards, uh, but we actually have something for you. Um, it is a friend and a fan of ours who's this amazing artist. And every year you give out awards that are art pieces of art from different artists. And um, Dan Duffy is his name. And he has a, uh, he, he calls his studio Art of Words. All of his art is composed out of words. And, and the words that mean something, something to that particular athlete, team, and he's done Eagles, he's done Giants, he's done rock and roll stars. So he did one for Patrick Mahomes, and we want to, he wanted wow. to present that to you. And if you read it, all, all of the art it has words and words that mean something to Patrick Mahomes. That so that'll be awesome. So if you can have that and put that at, at, to, on the uh, And Dan, the I'll just read this here. Uh, Dan Duffy, um, he makes the art out of words. He would like to present this to you. It is an original artwork, which was handwritten with Patrick Mahomes' stats and team scores from every game of his 2018 MVP season. That is so touching. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, 
give him my thanks. It's uh, absolutely splendid piece of work. Oh, you should. I mean, every, anybody can go on to artawards.com, see some of the other work that they have. But this is the first time anybody is seeing this. It is unveiled here on Radio Row as you are being given <laughs> the original piece. The great Dan Duffy, and he does an Thank amazing you. job. And if you look at his site and you'll see all the different teams and individual players. He did one for the Eagles. He's done one for the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Ravens. And he just does incredible, incredible work. And he said, hey, can you bring this Can you bring this to Lee Steinberg to give to Patrick Mahomes? Well, actually, I'd asked him last year because they he it takes him hours oh, yeah. of research and doing these things to make sure that everything's correct. And I'd asked him last year to put something together for Lee because we wanted to give you something for everything that you always oh, give everybody else. Oh, that's and so sweet um, of you. I, I'm really um, overwhelmed. It's... It's incredible. What a piece of art. Thank the artist so oh, much. Oh, absolutely. Actually, I have a, a letter here if uh, that goes with it. And um, not only, so so he's going to be making reproductions of it as well, but um, there's a letter to go along with it explaining. Thank and you. Um, he'll be making donations to Pat Mahomes Foundation. Awesome. Um, so now, he, because he's in the Super Bowl, he, he probably can't get to the party this year, right? <laughs> we, we don't know whether or not uh, you can he's slip him coming. In there for <laughs> ben Roethlisberger in 2006 came to the party, and he went on and won. So um, uh, before Troy Aikman or uh, Steve Young, they didn't come to the party. But you never know with Patrick. I know. Um, that would be awesome. That we, is so kind of you. Well, thank you. Thank you, Lee. And we'll see you on Saturday. So uh, there are tickets still available, right? So if somebody listening – once again, get in, I know every day I see the updated. There's a, a few tickets left for the event on Saturday afternoon. What's the location this year? Because, you know, every year we go to a different city, and there's always a different venue, obviously. Soho Studios, which is um, somewhere in Miami. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just get in the car. I get it. It's well, not in Soho up in uh, in in New York, but well, it's not in that Soho. No, it's not that Soho. Uh, I know it's in Miami, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure that it's uh, impeccable. We used to try to do the most iconic settings, right? and now the NFL puts dibs on them. But you know, we did the back lot of 20th Century Fox, Hello, Dolly, the set from old New York. The San Diego Zoo San back Diego. in the day, and the we, aquarium. I mean, so many. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's a daytime party where you like people to be able to actually talk yes um and also it's uh it's just a wonderful um uh event every year it's one of the robin and i look forward to your party and then the taste of the nfl more than any other and that's a double header saturday because your party's in the afternoon and then we go to the taste of the nfl which is another great event with a, for a great cause it would not be a party without the Bruno contingent. Exactly. Let me give you. I, let me give you a roaring round of applause. I'll give you last, <laughs> one last rim shot, and then a roaring round of applause. Ladies and um, gentlemen, Lee Steinberg. I'm, Always great to see you, Lee. I'm energized for the rest of the day. <laughs> there you go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's party now. And your son and all your uh, your whole family does a great yeah, job. So your daughter, I don't see. So your daughter. My didn't daughter is coming at some point. Okay. She's now got a job in Dallas. Oh well. She's not working for Jerry, is she? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no. But Jerry's yacht pulled in. Did you see the picture? is not best. <laughs> yes, uh, we actually drove past his yacht. Yeah, so that was the big story today. Jerry Jones, his team's not in the Super Bowl, but his yacht is. How many? It, what, 174 feet or something? Yeah, isn't that funny? Or 300. The 375 foot yacht. The, oh, wow. They always joke that owners compete who can see to have the best private jet but this is a new one yes <laughs> yes, yes. When you roll. see now i thought we were going to be 
pretty fancy on a 120-foot yacht tonight at the Snoop That's party. nothing. That's like a dinghy That's, for yeah, Jerry Jones' seriously. yacht. That's like his dinghy. <laughs> Lee, always great to see you. You know Thank Dallas, you so. everything's bigger. Yes. <laughs> and you can float in here. See, in Dallas, you have to take a plane in, so you have to have your private jet. In Miami, everybody rolls in with their mega yachts, and then they get a great spot, and everybody knows, hey, that's Jerry Jones. We, you know, we get to see uh, Jimmy Johnson's boat. He doesn't have a yacht. He has a nice fishing boat. So, anyway, that's the story. It's always great to see Lee and uh, Lee Steinberg. Yes. Hey, I'm going to – I have to ask him a couple questions to see if he needs us to ship it to him. So, you, I'm sure, can Hope that Don Collins on the mic here. Don, of course, is doing all the social media for our Twitch channel. He is our Twitch guy. He is our Twitch intermediary, our boss. And then he coordinates with all the great people at Twitch to make sure this stuff is all working. And so Did you see our, uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody that's in the chat room right now and yes. everybody viewing. We're, um, we've reached an all-time high. We're going to hit 3,900 people viewing right now. That's incredible. incredible. And we welcome uh, all the new people, you know, because yeah. a lot of people may have known me from my radio career. A lot of people know me from Madden, the video games in 05, 06, 07. And so when, you, when your career spans as long as I have, there are generations of people who now are in their 40s who grew up listening to me on radio. Absolutely. And there are then younger people who said, I listen, used to listen to you when I was in college who are now adults listening to me. And then there's people who just found me 10 years ago. And, and so being on Twitch and now being able to have this amazing platform to have people watch every day, as you can see, we do three straight hours. We don't it's take 15-minute commercial breaks and go away. We'll, we'll stop and get a picture every once in a while. And that's cool. You and, know what? But, but for the most part, we just keep rolling, and we can do the kind of stuff that you really can't do on terrestrial radio. And terrestrial radio is great. I'm not knocking it. But we, when we have a guest on and we get rolling and they're not, they don't have a time constraint, we can do a half an hour with one yeah. guest. We can do 10 minutes. We can do 20 minutes. So we have the flexibility to do the things that a lot of people like. You know, we have a really great guest on. One of the things that always would bother me you know we, we only have five minutes and then you you watch your clock and you want to make sure you ask all the important yeah. questions these this just rolls and it's just so much more fun to be able to be loose enough so that if you forget a question or people on the track on the twitch chat stream say hey ask him this and then i'll throw a question in from one of our viewers and listeners you know what's really cool and i think the uh, twitch is getting it in terms of us being here and on the front page this week and i know a lot of people back in san francisco at the twitch headquarters <laughs> are watching us this is the coolest event you could be at in the world right now. And we're happy to represent, absolutely. We want it bigger. Like, if you go look at the Sirius XM stuff, we could have four or five of Tony Bruno's uh, that are on the Twitch channel. And we could have guys playing Madden in the middle uh, on Twitch exactly. and watching. And it's, the, it's the new world. And when you look at Amazon owning Twitch and Amazon Prime, and, uh, you know, I know it's kind of... The juicy thing is getting into the NFL rights, and those those dollars are going to be large. And Amazon can afford them. Uh, Jeff Bezos can afford them. Yes, he can. Yeah, so I think the world is going to change in how we experience football, experience other sports. And I think Amazon, Amazon Prime, and Twitch are going to be a big part of the future. And you, my friend, are cutting an entire new path for broadcasters. We sat here with Joe Fortenbaugh, and he right. goes, how much time do we have? I, we have all the time in the world, dude. Exactly. I said, we have as much time as you want. He goes, we have no commercials. I don't have to say no. I'm up against it. No. You know, you now, obviously, there's some, some of the guests that come here. You know, there, yeah. there's 100 million people here. Terry Bradshaw is just over there. And yeah, uh, I went and said uh, hi to uh, Terry. Yeah, we saw him a couple weeks. We saw cool. him a month ago. We yeah. went down to Atlantic City to watch his one-man show. 
and uh, spend some time with Terry. So everybody can see behind us here, and there's um, we're table 84 or 85, 85. We're in the middle of the room. We're Usually the we're room. on the edges. So there's about 150 tables on this side. Then there's a whole bunch of there's Fox Sports and ESPN and Sirius and SCBS. Here, actually, let me take the okay. camera off of you, and I will just sort of I pan like the room. How's that? Hang yep. on. Perfect. Let and then on the other side of those guys is another hundred tables. Oh yeah, it's, it's massive. It, it is, it, it, and it gets bigger every year. You know, I remember you said doing something. this. You, you said something really important, and you said this is no longer Radio Row. It's Digital this is Avenue. Digital Avenue. Exactly. It really is. Because it's you know, a lot of radio stations are obviously, but there's a lot of programs. There are a lot of radio shows that are only available online. Yeah. And there's a lot of great new talent here, and I see new people every year that I, I haven't seen before. And so these are the up-and-comers who are doing shows, whether it's on terrestrial radio, whether it's a digital show, whether it's on other platforms. But the great thing about being on Twitch is we know that the base of the audience is there, and you can get the content that you want. And that's the amazing thing, to be a part of an, an operation where content is king. Absolutely. And then we, you know, we provide the content, and the fact that I've been doing this a long time, I have the access to a lot of the people because there are many people, they're not going to do every one. There's no way one good right. guest right. could go around and do a thousand radio shows and TV hits and well, satellite shows. Well, how many guys shows. are coming by and say, is this Tony Bruno's show? I go, yeah, yeah, sign up and we get you in the guest book and, and, and away we go, which is really exciting. Well, the Every other good thing is like Warren Moon was here yesterday oh, yeah. and I didn't know he was going to be cool. here. And then we go and say, hey, Warren. And he sees me and he comes and he comes right and sits right down. So those are the advantages, I guess, you know, what is it? What do they say in the um, the uh, credit card company? Something has advantages. With privilege comes advantage. I'm With used advantage to be, what's comes in privilege. your wallet, and I say <laughs> yeah. nothing. I say nothing. Yeah, I yeah. got a credit card. But anyway, we, we're having a lot of fun, and it's a it's a fun event. It's because it's like old home week for me. I get to see ah, all the I people that I know. In fact, for example, San Francisco's here this year, and I get to see all the, my buddies and the San Francisco media here. Yeah. You know, when the Cowboys are here, where they haven't been here in a while. But I get to see all my <laughs> friends. The Dallas people come. You know, so the, the the people from all football markets come to the Super Bowl, and then all the networks are here. So there's so many people that I've worked with and know. And that's the advantage, and that's why I, lo I love seeing these people and having a lot of fun. It's very now, cool. Who do we have scheduled next? We have, uh, let me see here, Oliver Luck. Well, right. he's the commissioner of the Absolutely. XFL. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So he's, he's on his way here. I haven't, I haven't seen him uh, walking around here yet. Um, just everybody on Twitch. All we're asking you to do is follow the channel today. Boom. That's it. Brand new people, and we got a lot of new people. Uh, we're, we're almost we're 3,900 people watching us right now. Over a quarter million people have tuned in in the last three days. And, and what we like is uh, follow the channel, and you have a chance to win an it's autograph. It's easy. It's like yes. following somebody yeah. on Twitter or any yeah. social media platform. All you got to do yeah. is hit follow, and yeah. that's what we appreciate that. From everybody, all the new listeners, obviously the long-time listeners and our daily great people who follow us every day, they're not only they're not only following, but they're subscribing. They're throwing bits our way every yes. once in a while. And so if you yep. like the show, you know you can subscribe for free with Amazon there Prime. But if you follow, it doesn't cost you anything. And you know everybody what? that follows, um, everybody that is a follower, is going to be put in the hapa, as they say, Hapa's for the um, this amazing. Ba uh, baseball, football. That That's what it, and, it's and it's the NFL 100 yes. anniversary yeah, football. The NFL 100 football officially from here, um, and all of our guests have been signing it. So nobody else. We will got have Hall of Famers on here. We have actors. We have superstars. Right. We have Lily Singh signing this. We have every single guest 
most and a ton of Hall of Famers. And you know, you go to these things, and we're not selling it. We're not reproducing this. This is the only ball, and somebody's going to get it as we, a follower we, we and a Tony support Bruno, subscriber. Uh, John Henry on there as well. I may sign yeah, it too. Okay. You know, if, you're, breaking, if you're really nice to me, I may sign this ball too. This is breaking news. This is breaking news? This is breaking news. So this is, you don't know about this yet, Tony. So this is brand is new Is this a surprise you. breaking yes, news surprise? Yes, surprise breaking news. <laughs> uh, Robin knows about this. Christian knows about this. But you don't know about it yet. About follow the channel. Wait a minute. Let me hit the breaking, breaking news sound. Yes. <laughs> so... While you were away gallivanting and seeing all the people that you know, and I went to the bathroom and got a bottle of water. Well, gallivanting. I've tried to just bring it up a little bit. The, the uh, tomorrow. So follow the channel today because tomorrow we're sending Christian. How do you say that in American? That tomorrow is tomorrow, Canadian. Tomorrow. Uh, eh? So tomorrow, eh? Uh, Christian is going to take a camera while the show is on, and he's going to do a live video and show everybody. Radio Row, all the and then go down to the NFL experience. Oh, and nice. he may even do the 30-yard uh, dash. Yeah, it depends oh. on how tonight goes. Yeah, on, really. Uh, I mean, it's usually 40, but I'll, I'll just 30. go 30. It's 30. Yeah, yeah, even yeah, not make it to 40. But, uh, but after hanging out with Snoop that. tonight, yeah. many of us will not oh, be able to go 30 yeah. yards. You know what I'm saying? So, so people will be able to watch that while you're doing the show <laughs> and all the interviews, including Montel Williams. Montel, yes. not Montel Jordan, although no. I hope he comes by because <laughs> this is how we do it, baby. Montel Central does it like nobody can. So looking forward to that. But tomorrow, that's what's going to go on. So it's going to be in the corner of the screen. So everybody will be able to see what Christian is doing. Uh, we're going to do that for about 40 minutes to an hour. And, awesome. Uh, and away we go. And then our annual tradition on the Friday of Super Bowl week, we are the last guest every week, every Super Bowl week on Friday, the great Kevin oh, Harlan. Yeah. Kevin oh, Harlan, yeah. to me. Oh, 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 oh. Wait. What's that? We just started an earning train. It is brand new on Twitch because you what guys What kind of train is that? 5,000 people are watching right now. Yes, because of the fact that yeah. there was a bunch of people that followed in a row. Anybody that is in the chat room now can earn extra points and bits and stuff. Um, if you sub-gift or use bits to get to the next level, you guys will earn extra stuff. I'm not exactly sure how all that works, but I know that it does. You know what? We're breaking <laughs> new ground in this Twitch world, awesome. isn't it? So, I'm, yeah, very cool. Look at that. Yeah, uh, so we're on the you, hype train, baby. We'll if, do it live. If you we'll do it live. If you subscribe, gift, or use bits to get to the next level, then you will earn even more on the Twitch hype train. There you Beautiful. go. Welcome. And Billy thank Godfather's you hype. He's all oh. dressed up. He's ready to party There's tonight. There's a panda on Tony's head. He is the man there and one of our sponsors. Sponsors this week hanging out with us on South Beach last night. The great Billy Godfather is here. Who else do we have here? Okay. Christian? David Feldman, uh, he runs Bare Knuckles Boxing. Beautiful. Now, you don't look like a guy who boxed. Do you box, David? I, uh, I used to box. I, uh, I had uh, 10 pro fights. I, I, I fought for a long time in Philly. Uh, my dad trained seven world champions. I've been around this for a while. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I know your dad. All right. All right. I didn't know. I See, I haven't seen you. I see your dad all the time, and he's always talking about stuff, and he's coming oh, up to me, and I see him at all yeah. the events in the Philly area. But I haven't seen you here at Radio Row, so you got stuff going on this week here at Super Bowl? Um, we're just promoting. Uh, we have a fight February 15th in Fort Lauderdale, the Fort Lauderdale Convention Center. And this is bare knuckles now? Bare knuckle fighting. Um, that stuff's serious now. You, you can hurt somebody with bare knuckles. It's, uh, it's, a it's actually safer than boxer MMA for what Why we've been doing. Why is that? It's, uh, you, don't, you, you don't get the head trauma. You don't get the impact. Oh, you can't punch as hard yeah. to it. See, now this, is, this coincides with my argument against, uh, not against 
NFL helmets, but it's the same idea. The fact that they had helmets on, they feel that they can hit harder. If they didn't or didn't have quite as much protection on, they would might might like hold off a little bit because they could hurt so themselves. So you want them to go back to leather helmets, Robin? Is well, that I'm not necessarily <laughs> saying that, but that was in my head. Well, that's actually that's my pitch. It, you know, I, 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 I do the rugby versus versus football thing for bare knuckle versus glove boxing. and. So far, we have 10 states that approve this thing, so we're getting it moving. It's doing awesome. good. No, I know, and I know your dad, and I see him all the time. Yeah. As I said, all over the Delaware Valley area, even at some big events. Yeah. So you're here, so you got one coming up in February. How is it growing? Because obviously MMA, mixed martial arts, is exploding. Yeah. You know, boxing in Philly used to be king. There's still some good fighters, mostly in the lower weight classes. The heavyweight division in boxing is pretty much shot. Yeah. I mean, nobody knows who the heavyweight champion is, with all due respect to the heavyweight champions. Yeah. You know, when we had the Russian guys, everybody knew who they were, but they wouldn't fight anywhere. They would always fight overseas. And so people want to have the local connections, the local guys, you know, the people, the Joe Frazier's of the world, you know, the, the legendary fighters. There are some oh, of them, but they're mostly yeah. in the in the lower weight classes, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. There's actually a, a Philadelphia-based fighter, Tevin Farmer, he's fighting for the world championship tonight in South Beach, Miami, right down the street from here. Oh, on, awesome. On, on the zone. So uh, he's one of the guys from Philly. There's a lot of, actually, I think there's four world champions in Philly right now, world champion boxers, so, you know, it's doing good, but our sport, our sport is really, really gaining a lot of traction. We're being opened up all over the place, and people are really excited about what we're doing. Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, it's doing, it's really, really, it grew a lot faster than I thought it did. We've been in business now for 19 months. It's our 10th event coming up, and we're doing, the numbers we're doing are comparable to some of the really big promotions out there. Now, so some of the people who are doing that, so there are there, because wrestling obviously leads to MMA. You have to have good wrestling moves. You have to have a ground game. And so you see boxing leads to MMA as well. And now bare-knuckle boxing, though, that's another level, though. Are a lot of people, like, reluctant to do this? Or are you seeing more people say, hey, I like that better? I get, I'm getting about 100 fighter applications a week from boxing or MMA fighters. So I'm getting a ton of interest in this thing. I'm getting more MMA fighters at the beginning. Now more of the boxers are starting, to, are starting to cross over as well because of just what you said, you know, just how you said that the MMA guys are used to getting hit with, with like, a kick or a, or a knee or something like that. So they're easier to bring over right now. But now the boxers are starting to get involved with this as well. Because the box, you know, when you, when you see MMA, and it, it gets brutal. I mean, I, listen, I love MMA. I love boxing. I've been following my whole life, and I know a lot of the MMA guys. I know... You know, I know the UFC people really well living in L.A. for 11 years. But when you see a guy down and, you know, he's got to tap out and he's getting elbowed and they don't want to tap out, I mean, that, that's when it gets dicey and you worry. But, they, you know, the, obviously the, the referees, the officials, the medical people are there to take care of it. But it's, it's really pretty, uh, it, it's pretty brutal. It's a brutal sport. I mean, all combat sports are. I mean, whenever anyone's punching you in the head or hitting you in the head with a helmet or whatever it may be, it's, you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's a tough sport. You've got to be certain kind of person to want to get punched in the face especially with bare knuckles but it's uh it like i said statistics now in our injury reports reports are, are proving that we are are just as safe if not safer than boxing mma so it's doing good beautiful so how do people get information is there a website yeah we can go, go to our website it's barenuckle.tv that's barenuckle.tv to uh, find out how to watch our next event or all our events coming up that we have on pay-per-view television or on our streaming partner that we're signing with right now. So it's Knuckles Singular, not Knuckles, right? Knuckles Singular. BareKnuckle.tv. .tv. If yes. you want to see it, and you obviously have information on if you want to get involved yeah. with it. But you're not just going to come off the street and say, hey, I want to do, you got you got to oh. be in shape. You got You can't be some, you know, you're not looking for guys who are like doing uh, videos like back in the day when, when we saw a lot of guys go get into MMA right. because they were street fighters, right? Now we're all, 
We're only required. We're required, and we only allow experienced professional combat sports athletes to to fight for us. And that's I th why I think we grew so fast right now. L like I said, we're we're 19 months into this thing, and we're talking to some major networks about some major deals. So things are going very very well. Well, David, great to see you, man. Appreciate Thank you, you coming so much by. for having me. Thank you. A lot of Philly guys in the area, you know, boxing, MMA. It's incredible the number of people affiliated with the world of mixed martial arts, boxing. Everything in general, man. Now, you, you think, uh, I, I'm a hockey player. I, I was going to take him on. He left too soon. Yeah, because you dropped the glove. Yeah, you I know, hockey players. I've lost a lot of fights to a lot better, uh, bigger people. But uh, <laughs> uh, not better, maybe. <laughs> but, yeah, I was thinking, you want to go? You want to go? But here you go. Now joining us, as you can see, we're fluid here. Harry Mays is going to join us. He's coming over now. In fact, Don Collins. You're going to have to give up your seat to Harry Mays, or you're going to slide over, or Harry can get in the middle. Harry's coming back over. And, you know, uh, we love all sports on this show. We, I did a segment yesterday with my guys over there from Cornhole, the American Cornhole League. I mean, they're big. They're on ESPN. you got, you got people throwing knives, axe-throwing championships. you got dart championships. And the good thing about all these different sports, as we'll get back to football in a second, is that these are things people can play. People can, Harry does things, things at axe-throwing uh, places yeah, all over the place. I no, play golf, that's But I'm it. saying it's, it's, yeah. it's an up-and-coming sport, and right. there, isn't, there is actually an axe-throwing league I that know. has a TV contract. You know, there's Cornhole, which well, is huge. Well, the great Cornholio, was, I, I had him on the show today. Was he here? Yeah, he's, the, he's here. Yeah, so the Cornholing is big, but obviously football is king, and that's why we're here for the Super Bowl. Harry Mays joins us now. My partner for many, many years. He did his uh, show locally in 97.3 in Philly, and he's here now. But Harry and I know a couple of guys in the XFL, right. and they are getting ready to kick it off. They've been doing training camp in Houston, and the commissioner of the XFL, Oliver Luck, joins us right now. Oliver, thanks for coming by. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So you guys are ready to go. The training camps, do, when do they break tramp camp and go? Not break tramps. They have happen here at Super <laughs> They've already Bowl. done that. <laughs> That happened in December. <laughs> Training camp was in January. Ah. Yeah. That was right after the draft. They broke tramps. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. listen, you got to do what you got to no, do. So we had uh, all of our eight franchises in Houston for about three weeks for training camp right. in January. They ba they're back last week to their respective cities and have about two weeks to prepare for our launch, which is next weekend, February 8th and 9th. So uh, they've had three weeks of mini camps, about three and a half weeks of training camp, another two weeks. So we think these guys are ready to play. There was a lot of trash talking in Houston, which told me that emotions are high and they're ready to rumble. Now, coming off the Super Bowl, obviously, you know, we go into that time when there's no football. You know, the arena league's not around anymore. So the, the football product goes away for it. But people love football. We saw the AAF was actually doing well for a while. Yeah. And they didn't have the financial backing to survive. You guys have the financial backing because people always are – yeah, you know, we had Bart Oates, who was in the USFL back in the day, former great player with the Giants and 49ers, and he was in that league. And the Philadelphia Stars were a really good team with a lot of real good NFL-caliber talent. You guys have the talent, and you have the financial backing, right? Yeah, we do. So, you know, if you go back and look at a lot of the spring leagues, I think two things, you know, caused failure for those leagues. One was lack of capital, right? That was the alliance last year. But the other one was bad decisions. The USFL had a good thing going. I was an oiler back in the 80s. I went to gambler games watching Jim Kelly and right. Steve Young and all these guys, right? They made an awful decision to go in the fall against the NFL. You know how to compete with the NFL? 
don't compete with them. Exactly. Right, right. So, you know, if we can be smart, Vince has given us the resources to plan this league and to run it. If we can be smart in our decision-making and use the resources wisely, I think because the game has become so popular and it's become so good, the talent level in pro football, college football is off the charts. As a result, our guys are better, right, than I think what they would have been 20 years ago or 15 years ago. So we've got a decent shot. We've got a lot of work to do, no question about that. And Vince knows this is being being an issue for the long long term, uh, and 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 that's that's going to be important because you want it won't happen overnight. Plus, you have, you know, you have guys who are NFL, were on NFL guys getting a second chance, and these these are not just guys walking off the street. A lot of the players have had opportunities and are not in the NFL, and they're going in for a second chance. So I was in Houston for our training camp, and I looked at guys like Sammy Coates, Auburn wide receiver, All American, third round draft choice of the Steelers back in 16 or 17. He's in our camp. I look at this guy and say, wow, I'm glad he's playing for us. Why? <laughs> he's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's catching every pass. He wants to play in Jude Jones' offense. He'll probably catch 40, 50 balls this year. But you know, there's unbelievable talent that's just not quite good enough to make the NFL. So uh, the longer guys play in the league the more po- in the NFL, the more positions are occupied. Right? You know how tough it is for a quarterback to break into that league with you know guys like Phillip and and Brady and all these guys playing forever. So uh, I really think the caliber of talent we have combined with the caliber of our coaching staff is going to lead to some pretty good football. Yeah, we've got a mutual friend, Colin Thompson, who was a Temple player. University of Florida, Temple, was on some practice squads with the Giants and the Bears, and he's with the Vipers now down in Tampa Bay. So that's going to be our team. I yeah, believe he's, he's actually Viper. tuned in right now. Oh, he is? Twitch. Yeah, no, he tries to sneak it in in between practice. <laughs> yeah, tell him to go back to practice. <laughs> <laughs> Lift some weights. They got a game coming up. <laughs> I'm going to tell his head coach, Mark Trestman, on him. He's, uh, he's going to run the stadium steps tomorrow morning. Exactly right. Now, these guys know, and these guys, you know, Collins, a young guy, stays in shape. A lot of guys, you know, after they play in the NFL or, don't, or get caught or, or on a practice squad and get released, these guys are still t- keeping themselves well, in shape for this. Here's here's a guy that uh, I'm, I'm excited to see play. He's fighting for the starting job in Houston. Philip Walker, P.J. Walker from Temple. Temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was on the Colts practice squad for a couple of years. My son said, hey, Dad, you got to look at this guy. He's pretty darn good. Yeah, he can spin it. Yeah, he can yeah. spin it. So he's fighting with uh, Connor Cook to be the starting quarterback in June Jones' offense to throw the wow. Sammy Coates. <laughs> so there's some talented guys. And what I like is they all got a chip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On their shoulder, right? Because they've somewhere along the way, they didn't get the shot they think they deserve. So they're going to play hard. I think they're going to play very emotionally. And they also bring a professional attitude. So these aren't, you know, college kids. These are guys that really are professionals. All right. Professional football is a TV show. It's one of the, my favorite TV show. What kind of things are you guys going to do as far as the television presentation to sort of spice it up, separate it from the, the other league? So our broadcasters are Fox and Disney, ESPN, ABC. So great producers of football. They know how to do it. They do thousands of games and do it very well. One of the things that we're working with them on is to give access to the listener to places and things and noise, right, communications that they normally don't have access to. When the referees throw a flag, let's listen in on what they discuss, right? What is said in the locker room at halftime? Let's listen in. So we've we've got some access points. Uh, for cool. our fans, because, you know, fans have always wanted to know what's going on behind that door. What is yeah. Bob Stoops saying in the locker room? Does he really do a great Newt Rockney speech? 
or is it just, hey, guys, let's go? <laughs> now, when you have the uh, the pull-up uh, medical tent. The blue tent. The blue tent medical tent, because that's a recent phenomenon yes. the last couple of years. Yes, we have the blue pull-up tents. <laughs> and but in Philadelphia, we wanted to know what was going on in that tent. Exactly. Because it was always up. Yeah, it was up, <laughs> it was especially up. for the Eagles. For the <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> They never, never took it down, no. right? <laughs> now, of course, the original XFL, Vince McMahon was involved. And I just want to get to this last point. You know, and it was all bombast and, you know, this is the XFL. And Vince would come out there. And, and obviously, wrestling is still huge in Vince McMahon's name. He's, a, he's one of the most successful businessmen in the world. And so what's the difference between XFL 1 and this time around? Uh, there's no comparison. Beyond the name, no comparison. Vince hired me, told me to build the league in a proper, responsible fashion. Uh, I'm a football guy. I love the game. I don't mind innovating, but I don't do gimmicks. Bob Stoops doesn't do gimmicks. June Jones doesn't do gimmicks. So, you know, Vince has given me the responsibility to put this league together. Uh, he is funding the league, obviously. I speak to him virtually every day or text or whatever. Uh, I run by the big football decisions by him. Uh, but he's given responsibility to me to build the league, and I want to build it in a proper, responsible manner. Now, are you, are you, you were talking about all the different ways you're going to get to the fans. Is something like Twitch going to be part of it as well? So we're on Twitch right now, and we're interacting. They have a chat room. It's amazing. Yeah, we've got all kinds of social media platforms that we're using. I'll be honest. I don't know if we're using Twitch or well, not. you should. <laughs> well, I'll take that back to our social media folks. we got your players hey, watching I'm us right now live all over the world. I'm the father of a kid who got a flip phone still, right? No. So that show, that no. shows you where I am in my by technology. Choice? I want a oh, flip phone. You won't let me get a wow. flip phone. I want one I'm now. Old, I'm, yeah, I'm old school like I my I am, kid too. Is. I want a flip phone. I'm tired of all these uh, things <laughs> with too much stuff on it. Oliver, congratulations. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on today. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. And we're looking forward to it. I'm waiting. We're watching our Tampa Bay Vipers. I love the colors. I need yeah. some Viper gear. I need some XFL gear. I know. Colin, I need to be on the Colin XFL was mailing promising list. it to us, but now that I got him in trouble, maybe I won't get any. No, he's not in trouble. <laughs> I love it. Oliver Locke, the commissioner of the XFL. Thanks so much for coming by. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. I'm ready, man. No, I don't want football to end, Harry. Well, there, there'll be no more depression. We fall into depression exactly. after the Super Bowl, Listen, man. we love the college yeah. basketball cranking up sure. toward tournament time. Yeah. You know, we love the, the NBA when it starts mattering, like right, June. Right. Like yeah, in June right. when the NFL starts, <laughs> to the, the NBA starts to matter again. <laughs> we like hockey when it gets too hot so the ice is not good in all right, these different right, arenas right. around the world, right? May. In May, like in when May. they can't have good ice right. in a lot of buildings in the organizations. You know what I mean? Don Collins knows about the ice and the organizations, and when it gets hot, sometimes the buildings get fog, yeah. and then you got all the problems. You know what I mean? And then you got guys like this who's about to sit down with us again. One of my men, the great, great Ryan Leaf. How are you, man? What's up? All right, Robin, can Robin, we? Robin, we, we need the We got uh, Ryan Leaf's mic on here now. All right, here we go. Oliver Luck's going to be pissed he didn't – no one heard what he had to say for the whole time. <laughs> no, no, he, we heard him. He just, no, he turned the mic off when Oliver got up. No. We didn't miss Oliver. What do you think this is here? Come on, man. It's How you media. doing? I'm good. How y'all doing? Good. You always look good, man. You, you, you're not going to play in the XFL? Did you no. give him a phone no. call, man? I cramp up too easy. Like, I cramp up in bed at, like, 3 in the morning. I'll just wake up, and my calf is, like, in got a, a divot in it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, imagine trying to run away from any or anybody – uh, anything, then my whole body would probably cramp up. Yeah. I saw this guy start a game in the black hole for the Chargers. Ooh. Yeah, it was like the first game of the season, I want to say 2000 yep. or 2001. I, I forget got my what head it was. split open? It, yes, and I think that final was like 9-3. to three. It was yeah. a really ugly game, but, man, what an experience. And I was rooting for him. 
Well, everybody was rooting for him. <laughs> they, I mean, there were people where, you know, there were people who they, were. Uh, it's the first place I ever went where I walked in, the black hole had the had the, the dummy of me with a 16 on it, like on, on a noose. Like just an hanging effigy down. thing. Yeah, an <laughs> effigy thing. And I was like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. That's How harsh. you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Leaf, he's got his foundation. I mean, obviously, you you know, like I've gotten to know you over the years because we see you every year and the stuff that you do and you know the old stuff with uh, Ryan Leaf and the whole thing about the draft and that stuff's all way, way, way past <laughs> it. You feel you have to be feeling good about your life now. I mean, you've been through a lot of different stuff, man. Well, yeah, and uh, you know, I never mean to you know I never mean to minimize it at all. You know, it was. But a lot of people go through a lot of tough things in life. There's adversity around every corner. And if you're a human being, you're, you're flawed. And you try to be better every single day. So I think mine was just very public. So therefore, everybody thinks it maybe have been exponentially worse or something. But I don't think that's necessarily true. I think it just was something I had to get through. And I, I did a very poor job of doing it in a, in a healthy, positive way until later in life. And, of course, now you're doing the podcasting stuff. you got you got things going on. You've always had stuff going on. That's the good thing. I mean, when you go through trauma in your life, you go through bad times, you got to find something that motivates you and keeps you happy and keeps you moving on, right? Well, you got to find a purpose, yeah. I yeah. mean, a lot of times for uh, especially NFL players, they're wrapped up in this identity of, of football player, and that's the only thing they'll ever be. And you never quite know what's going to happen when that no longer exists. Like, mm -hmm. who am I? What do I? How do I exist in this world if I'm not this? So you have to find a different kind of purpose, you know. And I went to college for a broadcasting degree. And finally, you know, luckily for me, ESPN came along and, and gave me an opportunity this year. And, and I worked really hard towards it, you know. I mean, when I walked out of a prison cell, people weren't, you know, the Disney Corporation wasn't standing there going, standing with a here you go. <laughs> you know, we'd love for you to come work for our really, uh, you know, really family-friendly family organization. Family-friendly firm, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of work that goes into it. And uh, and one that we put a lot of, you know, a lot of time and energy in. And luckily I had a, a ton of people that have supported me over the last, you know, five years to, to make that come true. Well, you were coaching, too, for a while, right? Yeah, I coached when I, you know, when I quit football and I went back to college to get my degree, you know, you, again, you think your identity is only this. Like, well, I can't play it, so I guess I, I coach. That's right. what you do next. And I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed teaching the young men uh, a craft and watching them, um, you know, put it to use and be successful and from it. And get better, yeah. But I was such a mess, you know. Mm. I was such a mess still at the time dealing with all my uh, failure and, and, and how I looked at myself and how I – was interpreted by by people so also I, I i don't think i ever had the patience to do oh, it oh yeah i don't think you could pay me enough money to coach football <laughs> i don't i don't think you could <laughs> ryan leaf you know we, you play we, you played in a couple of the golf tournaments that i was involved in in charity in tampa bay so you still played a lot of golf and going around the country i try you know i calling games you know you're you're gone every week in the fall so i haven't played since I played Tuesday. I played two days ago. First time since I played before back in August. I got to get ready. I got to play in the uh, playing in the Genesis Pro Am here at Riviera. Oh, at in Riviera a in a couple. Yeah, yeah. So I got to get ready. I don't want to embarrass myself. And in, in, what's in the index right now? Right now it's at a six three. Okay. Six point three, but there's no way I'm playing to that right, right. now. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Leaf, now you're doing. You mentioned the the. You know, we in Philly, all the fans there are upset about the Pac-12 player. Oh, another Pac-12 player. But I mean, there's a lot of great players. You look around the league, but it seems like the Eagles really are focused in on Washington, Washington State area on the West Coast with a lot of their players. Well, I mean, they're good, they're good. They produce good football players. Now, the depth is different. I mean, like you don't look at University of Alabama or Clemson or 
or any of the Southeast Conference schools and where there's, they're lined up one after one another. But the starters and guys, the depth may not be the same in the Pac-12, but you're getting quality football players that can contribute to your organization and make an impact. What has the Pac-12 got to do to get into the playoff? Now, Oregon schedules Auburn week one. I give them credit. They lost that game on a final play of the game, and that might have been the game that kept them out of the playoff. Well, the one that so ultimately, I think ultimately the one that kept them out was the Arizona State loss. Yeah. They play nine conference games, the SEC yeah. and ACC play only eight. play eight. Well, they went and scheduled Ohio State this year. So they play Ohio State in week two. Wow. They play the defending national champion of the FCS, New Me uh, North Dakota State, in week one. Wow. So that's their first two games. So you're going to find out pretty quickly. Washington plays Michigan in week one. USC plays Alabama in week one. So mm -hmm. the Pac-12 is not shying away from playing quality opponents. And if they're right. going to get, uh, you know, if it's going to be a punitive problem for them, I mean, that's just the way they're going to schedule. They don't care. Uh, the fact that they were in it until up to the last week. If Utah beats Oregon, Utah's the team that's in. So they had every opportunity this year. It's not like they were completely thrown out of the conversation. They just they didn't get it done. The conference was very competitive, and they beat each other up a lot. Ryan Leaf doing Pac-12, and, of course, he's on the Believe podcast network, which is all Pac-12 all the time, right? Or well, my podcast stuff. is, but we have – now, this is a great story. So you guys know Braun. Yep. He's the one that hooks all this up. Well, Braun was my essentially my publicist about – three or four years ago when I started doing a lot of this. And we were sitting around one day at the gym going, hey, you know, I want to do something where, you know, I can focus in maybe on the on the Pac-12 only or, or, or a podcast, something where we can get our message out there where we have control over it. And so we started talking about it, and all of a sudden he came up with an idea, why don't we do a localized one? And then it became bigger. So we were sitting in this restaurant on Sunset, and we built this business called the Believe Podcast Network, and now we have like 250 shows on the network. Wow. And it's just Growing and growing and growing. We got a table here this time. Well, D-Ray, Daryl Reynolds from Villanova's on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have it, – it's been amazing. They have far-reaching from yoga to The Bachelor. I mean, it's – the podcasts are unbelievable. Would you do a Bachelor segment at all? I don't – I, I have not watched The Bachelor, <laughs> so I have not yet. Uh, I have never watched The Bachelor. Let me just say that right now. It is now. surprising, though, who admits that they do. Guys like watch that show. Like I know. It's a guilty pleasure of theirs. And I'm like, seriously, you guys watch it? Well, you just you, you watch it. From what, I, from what my wife tells me, it's, it's like this. Mm -hmm. uh, you just want to watch it and just to see, like, chaos ensue is what you want to see. You just want to see the, something like a, a bomb that's just lit right in front of you. Watch it closely, closely. So it's like the TV show of rubbernecking. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. Car wreck. You're yeah. right, driving along, and you're just like, oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's spelled B L E A B, right? yes. but it's pronounced believe, believe. because it is believe. Yep, that you is a me? gamer's way of doing things. Braun is like Braun was a gamer, and when they do their names and stuff like that, it's supposed to set itself aside. Exactly. So he probably knows all about. Yeah, Twitch. I mean, we're, we're yeah. live on Twitch. We're on the front page of Twitch. This doing is a our great show. thing. I asked. We did a social media event for the NFL and, and players, figuring out ways to you know expedite their. Uh, their profile and their brand and everything like that. And I asked, well, okay, so, you know, up-and-coming broadcasters, like you could put on a game and then broadcast it mm -hmm. on Twitch and let people, if the people want to watch a game and listen to maybe you broadcasting, that right. would be a really interesting way for young kids to start doing things like that. And I thought that was a great idea, something like that for somebody. And I hadn't gotten my deal with Pac-12 yet, I was like, or with uh, ESPN yet, so I was like, uh, I'm going to go on Twitch and start broadcasting <laughs> games here. <laughs> Who wants to listen to Tony Romo? Come listen to Ryan Lee. Right? Listen to Ryan Lee. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, it's always great to see you, man. Always great to see good things happening. We got some lovely party so gifts for our I guests. I overheard. I, I think I overheard that you pulled something on you today, or you you were I no, don't know, maybe probably. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, all, the would, yeah, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Well, and he has cramp. He cramps up. <laughs> yeah, he cramps, said he can't okay. play yeah, he because he cramps up, up too cramps much. Up this Not on the golf course, though. This no. is our sponsor. It has um, kinesiology tape built into the compression sleeve, sleeve, and it is amazing. This is perfect. My wife and I will love this. We'll love this so much. No, it's really good stuff. I, I have one all around my all knee. the time. Yeah. And it's not just for athletes. I mean, you know, you play golf. You're a, you, you're a fireman. You're a firefighter. You're a cop. You're you're just a construction worker. Not just. Help. Whatever you yeah. do. You're Mobility an active help. person. Well, and not yeah. only, but, but, but oftentimes, like, the, the tape, you kind of have to know where to place it. You have to this know where to place it. This takes the guessing work out of I it. I love it. What a thing to ca have come true today. We always have lovely party gifts, especially for you, Ryan. You've been so good to me over the We have more than that, but we'll do that off the air. All right. Good to see Ryan Lee, ladies guys. and gentlemen. Pac-12 Network, Believe Podcast yeah. Network. Thanks a lot. Blowing up and looking good, man. Right here on Radio Row or Digital Radio Row, live on Twitch.tv. Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. He does you know, a nice job, too, no, on, he's on solid. the games. And yeah. you, know, you know what's good about him is this is what you see. You see athletes, you know, second pick in the draft, all that pressure. Right, We've right. been through all of that, all the problems in his regular life. Yeah. And then he gets, he, he says, he comes out and he says, you know what, I'm going to put my life back together again. I'm not going right. to let that ruin what define I have left him. of me. Yeah, exactly. Define him, yeah. So, you, you, as he said, he went to jail, you know, ESPN, companies like that shy away from people right. who have pasts. They didn't shy away from me, though. I had a pretty bad past. But, you know, you move on and you get better at stuff. And well, so Ryan Leaf, I've gotten to know him. I've played in golf tournaments with him. Great guy. Mm -hmm. We've stayed friends over the years. And every time I see him, he's just, I want good things to happen to people. I right. don't want to see people who, who had trouble or fail and say, good, they're a bad guy, get him out of here. Right. Everybody deserves a second chance in life, and he's taking advantage of it. And the one thing is you know, Harry, doing broadcasts, especially with college football, mm -hmm. you can't fake that. No. You know, when an athlete is big name and they put him on and he doesn't do his homework when he's doing a broadcast, people can tell right away. It's like doing a talk show. If you don't know what you're talking about, people right away Well, they say, snuff you out. Yeah. yeah. So you can't fake it right. when it comes to knowing the players in the Pac-12. They're like, he's rolling off the schedules. He pays attention and he focuses. He knows the Pac-12, and everybody knows that he knows the Pac-12. Now, the one thing that I didn't know we, that he had to leave, but Mike Leach, of course, from Washington State, yes, just left. I know. And went to Mississippi State. I would love to, to get his take on that. But, well, uh, Mike Leach will not have any, short, uh, any shortness of uh, quality material down there. Oh, man. Because, you know, they love that in the South. Oh. I mean, up in the Pacific Northwest, it was a little, like, cringeworthy every yeah, once yeah, in a while. Yeah, right, right. You go down there, down there in the dirty South, there. You can do anything you want. You can say crazy stuff. Well, you can get in trouble, too, because if you're doing you – Because people always love to play the clips mm -hmm. of outrageous stuff. Some of it is over the top, and guys lose their jobs right. over it. Mike Leach is one of those – you want to hear what he's going to say. He's one of those must-listen-to press conferences. He'd do a, a press conference at a Waffle House. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and now in Mississippi, they got Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach in exactly. the same state. No, that's yeah. awesome. You know, because in college, let's be honest – the coaches, the coaches are the stars. Are the stars. Yeah, stars. And obviously yeah. the players, you know, you look at Joe Burrow. Everybody knows who the top players are. But they're coming and going in two or three years. Exactly. These, yeah. These yeah. guys last forever. And right. so everybody wants to hear Mike Leach. You know, and there's a lot of coaches that nobody wants to hear because they don't say anything. Right, right. You know, they have to do the gratuitous live post-game press conference. And Bill Belichick, one of the greatest of all time. Well, Saban, too. He doesn't Saban, say anything. They don't say anything. No. Yet they're still great because they don't have to say anything. The media gets mad. The fan base gets mad. They do what they want because they've earned the right to be. That's right. Douche nozzle, so to speak, if we can say <laughs> that on Twitch. Yes, we can.
Douche what a thing. models. I want to say, everybody, we have that football yeah. now signed by Ryan Leaf as well. Ryan Leaf as well. That it, we keep adding Are you running on. out of We're room? We're going to run out of room. Yeah, I, don't I, thought, know I would have thought well, so. Well, I'm probably going to have to take it out and turn it over a little bit so that yeah. there's more room Yeah, on take the it out of the box. Get it out of it. What's in the box? Don't rip the box, Don't rip the box. Don't rip the box. Don't rip the box. That's an NFL 100th anniversary ball. So let Christian do that. Yeah, take but, it out of the box carefully. But let's remind people what they need to do to be eligible to win this fantastic one-of-a-kind football. Imagine what this football would go for in the open market, Harry. Hall of Famers, Warren Moon, right. you name it. We just saw Martha Stewart was here with, with our boy Rob Maddie over there. How did you get Martha Stewart on your show, man? How did she? Martha Stewart won't come on. I'm hanging how with did, Snoop she, tonight. I, Martha how did she look? I always kind of liked her, man, back in the oh, day. She still looks good. Yeah. You know, yeah. she could whip she me up fantastic. a nice hey, little meal. If we'll you can a make a meal, you, you go yeah. from a six to a nine in my book right out of the I'm entertaining. Group. I want some tips. I want I want to know about Snoop because, you know, she and Snoop That's did right. stuff they together. Did well, they yeah. collaborated. Whoops, whoops. I went over. Tony, your Italian hand. Well, you have the thing like two inches away from me, Robin, well, and she's worried about me elbowing. I know. I need but room well, to move, room to roll. I mean, what is this, like a Spirit Airlines seat over exactly. here? Exactly. I'm I in, like, in the middle you know, seat on an intercontinental flight right. doing my own show. Well, it's funny because I tried moving it back farther first, but then the back of his head kept being yeah. a shot. So. We can project stuff off the back of my head and sell advertising. How about that? How about that? Um, so I went over, and I asked if Martha could come on, even just, like, two minutes, right. just to give us. And I said, we're, we're going to Snoop's party tonight. We're on the, on the boat. And her handlers... See, this is what I had. Her not Chelsea handlers. Not Chelsea no, no, handlers. No. Her handlers, like, no, I'm sorry. She doesn't have time. Oh. Did you get Michael Irvin? I just saw him walk out. I I, I saw him the other. No, was he here? Yeah, he was in here, and he, he just left. The bomb. Yeah, because yeah. if he walks through here. Right. See, I saw him the other night at the opening night, and we were you know, embracing hugs and kisses and all the other stuff that we always do. Yeah, you and I said, if you come to Radio Row, and he always, if he comes, see, but normally we're in the middle, so right, right. it's hard to see us. Usually we're on an end cap, as they right. like to call it in the supermarket business. Yeah. And then people, could, you know, they could see you, they could slip out easily underneath right, right. the velvet ropes. The end cap is impulse. You know, the, that's the impulse buys. Yeah. And that's kind of like what No, we but people would see me because they yeah, can walk I mean. by and when they would we, see my spot. We right. And then they can grab easy my. Easy in, easy out. Easy out. Yeah. Yeah. And it was an impulse. Like, even if their handlers had not signed them up for the Tony Bruno show. They saw Tony, they're like, oh, no, 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 I want to go on with him. Did you talk to Romanowski yet? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. we I had him on two days at yeah, Romo, yeah. yep. He looks yeah. great. Yes, oh. he does. And his he? wife, Julie, is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. and they're great people, and yeah. they're really good friends. They're not just acquaintances. I mean, they're friends. He is hooking us up of the, so of that we fan. can look yeah. somewhat better than what we look now. Not as good as him, probably, ever, but... And you see him. I mean, the guy looks as good as the one he was playing, Harry. Nutrition He's not a batter. 53. That's yes. his product. Uh, the yeah. lean, the shakes, we were doing right. them for a long, long time. And I got to get back on him, Harry. There's a lot of product out there. Yeah. But his stuff is great. And he's in Smoothie Kings now with his shakes. Oh, his he is? Shakes. Yeah. Good stuff. Now, I don't want to. I'll be messing around with this ball. It won't swipe off if I do it, right? No, I don't think so. Okay, either. let's put this aside now. Now, that Oliver Luck, now he was the quarterback at West Virginia way back in the day. I remember, right? yes. I actually saw him play at Beaver Stadium against Penn State when I was a kid. Wow. I was talking to him about that before he came on. <laughs> and he's like, dude, back in that day, Pitt, Penn State, West Virginia, like back in the old big, like Eastern football. Yeah, exactly. Before all the conferences started taking all these teams. And nobody knows who's in what conference right. anymore. <laughs> right. And then that the, was good stuff, though, yeah, back, back in the day. Back when it was the, the, you know, the big eight. And, you know, and then it was the Big Ten, but then it was the Pac-10, and then it's the Pac-12. Mm -hmm. And the one thing about the Pac-12, they do have good product,
but they have the worst television contract of any of oh, the major networks. Oh, yeah, the Pac-12 network is much reviled on the West Coast. People hate the fact that they can't see games. You know, the commissioner was the guy from the tennis channel. He went over there and became okay. the commissioner of the Pac-12. And he's trying, but for some reason, you know, because, listen, gambling degenerates love the late-night games. Oh, yeah, the late Saturday night, Pac-12 Saturday exactly. night is awesome stuff. And I think it has, you know, we always talk about East Coast bias in the world of sports, and the people on the West Coast think that the, the media is all focusing on the East. Well, it's because of the time zones. Right. You know, L.A. is a huge media market. It's number two. New York's number one. And so the ability to do stuff on the West Coast it doesn't go away, mm -hmm. like be just because it's not a New York-based product. No, but when they're getting ready to get started, we're getting ready to go to bed. Exactly. <laughs> Well, some of us are. Well, I Come am. On, man. Exactly. Meanwhile. I was by 10 last night. I can't believe Martha Stewart didn't stop by. Rob Maddy, my boy Rob Maddy over there. Rob, you got time to come on? Let's get Rob over here for a second. You know this man, Harry. Yes, I do. Philadelphia Associated Another Press. Philadelphia. He's got his own setup. He's, he's getting all the big guests. He's got a beautiful board. He's got all the equipment. He's on the Fanatic. He's on the Fanatic. He's on 610 AM. Are you still doing stuff on 610 AM? Rob doesn't want to mess. I don't blame him, man. If yeah, I had hair like that. Hair, see? That is great I, hair, Rob. Good to see you, man. We, Rob was setting up on Monday when we were here. Harry was still back in Philadelphia, and we were here working our butts off. Well, you know what, though? Look at you. You got a, a whole big team around you, and I, I couldn't even get an EA to come out. They all bailed on me. An outrage. Who was that lovely lady that was with you earlier uh, in the she's, week? She's a, uh, a podcast host, Heather Monahan, and she's a good friend down okay. in Miami. Oh, I know her so on LinkedIn. Yeah, she'll be here tomorrow. She's big too. on LinkedIn. Oh, she's yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she's really good on there, yeah. so she'll be here tomorrow. So too now I know where he wears the earbuds, not to mess up the hair. <laughs> well, yeah, if you had <laughs> hair like that. Well, Harry's got, you could do it, Harry. Yeah, yeah, went up a little more because you've got hair in there. See, I can't do any of that. You know what was the most interesting thing about Martha? What? So she told me she wants to put in a bet for her grandson who's seven years old, a $40 bet on a 49ers, and she says, I got to find a bookie. And I said, Martha, it, it, it's 2020. Bookie. We got every app. You got everything available. Exactly. I'm sure you probably got a sponsor she can go to, right? Right here. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, we well, have right there. Philly Godfather. Philly Godfather will take the action. Martha Stewart wants action <laughs> on the 49ers. Oh, you're going to take on action? She's on your side. She wants action. She wants $40 for her seven-year-old so grandson. Now, you're not going to take good? action from Martha Stewart, Philly Godfather? Come on, he's man. He's got plenty of outs. Exactly. He's got sharps. He's got, the, he's got connections. You don't have to call a bookie anymore, right? If you want $40 on the nine, well, that's not going to pay bucks. up. That's we, we don't call them bookies. We call them outs. Well, outs. I mean, outs. it's her seven-year-old grandson. So she's Could you not imagine really Martha Stewart talking to her seven-year-old grandson about betting on the NFL Super Bowl. Oh, Is he taking God. the points? One now, what did, now, how did that come up, Rob? Because Rob just interviewed Rob just interviewed Martha Stewart. So, Well, I'm asking her if she's going to – she's excited about the game. What are you going to do? And she's like, oh, I go to all the Super Bowls, and I'm, I'm looking to put some money on a game for my, my seven-year-old grandson. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's cool. She's here doing – she's got a commercial with Snoop Dogg. That's what she's doing. I figured doing. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I didn't even notice. Did you guys know she does a TV show with him? Yes. Yes, I that's, what I meant. Oh. that's, that's why we wanted to try to get him on. Because we're going to go see Snoop tonight. Oh, I'm, I'm asking her about the commercials, and she's like, oh, well, I do a TV show with him. I'm like, oh, okay, it's cool. Yeah, I, mean, so Steward, I went over man. and talked to her handlers, and I said, look, we're seeing Snoop tonight. We w does she want to, like, it yeah. would be funny to have her give a message or something like that. It would be rigorous. Just drop my name next time, Rob. <laughs> I know, I mean, Rob, <laughs> everybody. Yeah. Rob, here he is with his Associated Press backdrop. He's got his little, I love that board there. We got to get one of those. Yeah, how about this, though? They put the two Newman guys right next to each other. 
You exactly think they right. knew something there? No, they didn't know. See, another Philly guy, Newman, same high school, yeah. Rob. Right. Everybody's connected here some way or another, isn't it? Uh-huh. I didn't even realize that Joe Fortenball was from Allentown. You didn't? No, I didn't know that. He works for our old boss. I know he does. I know yeah. it's San Francisco, yeah. but I didn't know he was from Allentown. The Philly Godfather did. Yeah. He weaned him, I think. Right. Right? Yeah. Now, you know the Philly Godfather. Yeah, of course. Rough. Yeah, he introduced himself on Monday. And, uh, yeah. Now, was, sure Joe came out to Vegas, I think, like seven, eight years ago. Yeah. And he was, you know, green behind the ears, and he was just asking a million questions. But the good thing about him is everything we told him, it resonated, and he's gotten really sharp over the years. I mean, some of the stuff he gives out on TV, I'm like, wait a second. Did I miss that? And I go back, I'm like, wow, it's a good wager. Yeah, he's, he's blowing up. I mean, his, t- his radio career, his TV career, Joe's an up-and-coming. Rob's a great guy. He's been doing so much stuff. And I didn't even know you were doing AP. Now, you're still doing all kinds of stuff, oh, right? Man. So not only am I doing all the shows for AP here on Radio Row, I still got to write. That's the main thing I do for I know. AP. The other day, he's doing <laughs> interviews, and then he's writing a column. I'm over right. here writing. I'm doing this. <laughs> Last night, so he come to Miami. I'm here on South Beach. I'm two blocks away from the beach. At 8 o'clock at night, I'm finishing up this, going back to my room, sitting in a hotel, and I'm pounding out stories. I, eight eight a.m. eight a.m. in the morning to one a.m. at night. I don't. I haven't seen it the is beach. An out- I haven't an enjoyed outrage. nothing. It's Absolutely an outrage. Nothing. Everybody it is an out- oh, We even had the Philly. Go- Harry didn't even come out last night. We have no. Philly Godfather having great. What's your excuse? Great Me? seafood yeah. right there. <laughs> That's my yeah. excuse. What I'm was old. the place we're at last night? CJ's. Uh, CJ's crab house. CJ's uh, crab shack. Amazing. Right on. Right on Amazing. South yeah, Beach. Nice. The yeah. Fox. Broadcast across all the people going by. Lambo's coming out. I'm eating peanut butter in my hotel room. (laughs) Yeah. What's the matter with you, man? I'm I'm just a workaholic, man. I got five radio shows, a writing gig. It's it's busy. You know, people are feeling bad for you now all over Twitch. They're watching, saying, "Is that right?" I I feel bad for the guy. Well, if anybody wants, I need an executive assistant for the next three, four days. Do you really? If they're down in the Miami area, someone bailed last minute, got sick. There was a family issue, crisis. Yeah. So somebody in the area hit me up. You know, I can I can take care of your. Credentials and everything else. So let me. I might going to do the red carpet out. NFL honors on Saturday. You Are know? you going to do the red carpet yeah. for NFL well, there honors? There are awards, the AP awards. That's what right. kind of responsibilities does this person have? Because I mean, my cousin lives not far yeah, from here, and he's like seems, 20, so I need, 22. I need, I need some video. Okay. I need some some help with the audio. You know, if I get, uh, can you run out and get me a bottle of water? Yeah, yeah. See what the NFL no, is doing? No, you can't find here? a bottle of water. What they want us dehydrated. Right. Yes. They don't want us to eat. There's I brought no, this in, there, and there's I, no I'm food. tapping it. Right. And, and I, I had to, like, uh, bug my uh, Uber driver this morning. Can you drop me at Starbucks and then stay there and then bring me here? Because there's no coffee right. around or nothing. It's, it's an outrage. The NFL is, has a slaving over a hot uh, Super Bowl week radio row. I've covered. There were $18 Cuban sandwiches for sale out in the hallway. Yesterday they I really went there, any good. and there were two women, poor women, they're making sandwiches. They only had two of those presses for the paninis. Yeah. And there's like 50 people in line, and there's like 1,000 people in here who are looking for food. I know. Nobody were, thought to give them help. They were the cheap panini presses, too. There wasn't like the industrial Yeah, one. you would yeah. think they'd have 50 yeah. panini presses. They could be they could be selling thousands of paninis. I'd give they anything used to give, for grilled chicken and vegetables. Oh, man, man. I'd give on. anything for a, a right, Klondike bar. I'm going to get back bar. to work, Tony. <laughs> All right, get Rob Mounty, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give him a round of applause, man. I'm waiting for the AP college football poll to come out. Is that still coming out? <laughs> well, they got the basketball poll no, right I know. now. Remember the AP and the UPI had yeah, the coaches yeah. poll that's and the, the UPI was poll. the coaches poll. Right, yeah, the UPI. Yeah. And that's college football was determined by the UPI and the coaches. Right. The UPI and the AP polls would come out every Monday. We uh, love who's, them. It's Sunday, actually. And you had to hold it for embargo. 
you were doing radio. You cannot release the UPI and the AP polls right. until Sunday morning because it would give broadcasters the advantage of releasing it, and they wanted to make sure the print media got it first or at least got a chance to do it at the same time on Sunday morning. Right, and, and, and the, Embargoes. that coach's poll? Most of those coaches don't even do it. They yeah. get some intern to no, do it. No, the SID would do it. <laughs> oh, is the that coach right? would say, I'm not voting yeah. on these. Here, the SID, you vote on the schools. I don't watch any of the games. I got my own team right. to worry about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we got a lot of stuff coming up. Ron Jaworski's going to pop in today. That's awesome. Who else we got? Tomorrow, Kevin Harlan. What about Baldy? He's here. Baldy's going to be here tomorrow, I think. Oh, tomorrow. Okay. That's what I hear. All right. My source is here in Miami. Baldy well, has a house here. He has a condo here. You know who else I got coming over tomorrow, I who believe? Who do you have? Joe Buck's statistician from Philadelphia. Yes. Okay. Ed Sfida. He's Joe Buck's right-hand man at every football game. It's unbelievable because, you know, they have Malibu Kelly Hayes who was the Al Michaels guy, Okay, you know, and, and all of these great broadcasters who network stuff, they always have that right-hand person. Yep, this is the guy. The guy who points out, you know, and, and obviously Joe Buck and Al Michaels, these are legendary guys. Right. They don't need to worry like local guys do about, hey, who's the middle linebacker who just made the tackle and right. they just point to the name on the, on the sheet. You but know if I mean? Joe Buck gives you a nugget during the broadcast, it's because Ed wrote it up and gave it to him. And he's a big fan of yours. He is, really? Yeah, listen to you religiously. So he wants to come by. I told him Absolutely. to come by. Absolutely. So. I didn't get the, the Fox guys were here the other day because, you know, whoever has the game, they have their own suite, mm-hmm. and then they bring in the media to interview these guys. So I didn't get to see Joe. I didn't get to see Troy, and I see those guys all the time. And one thing's for sure, they ain't walking anywhere around no, here. No, 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 no. That's why Michael didn't come in because, you know, they, they see there's 8 billion people. I and know. then they have all and everybody all of it, except Rob. Piece. Except Rob. Everybody has the person that grabs and says, hey, come on my show in Bismarck, North Dakota. Right. You know, and you're going to say, no, we're not going on in Bismarck. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Stay out of my Bismarck, you man, don't. my Bismarck. <laughs> but anyway, we're having fun. We have a... Who, where's the uh, where's the guest Wasn't list? Right? Not, rapper, Biz not Bismack Biombo. No, remember him? That's great, Bismack. <laughs> Bismarcky. Bismarcky. Not, not the diabolical Bismarcky. Exactly yeah, right. She's just a friend. <laughs> you got what I need. And so you Tony, say this is she's who we just have coming. a friend. He's on his way over here. Who is? Hall of Famer. Um, he's coming up. Dave Robinson. Dave Robinson. Yes. Is he in the Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame. He's in the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame. Mm. I don't think he's in the, not that there's anything wrong with that. Is it Jim says Brown? it right here, Hall of Fame member. I don't know. I'm not looking at what you're looking at. I got this one sheet on here. Is uh, Jim Brown not here? Because Jim's a good friend of the show. Jim, and I always have Jim's awesome, man. Is Jim Brown here? Do we know? How about that right Billy there? Billy Joe Dupree is let's, here, let's of course. Get, let's get her on. Well, we can't do that. Why Come not? on, man. She's probably working for a, a TV show oh, or a radio so? station. We're going to interview just because hot chicks are walking by? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so we had, uh, you know, we had Bart Oates on, and you remember oh, yeah, Bart sure. Oates. And, you know, it's hard to reckon because those guys all lean out when they yeah. stop playing football. It's funny. The offensive linemen get thinner. And then the running backs become they big get as a house. You ever notice <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. Running Except backs. Except for Barry. Barry Sanders. No, Barry Sanders yeah. is still he in great shape. exactly yeah. the same. But most of the running backs that you see after they're done, that's when they start eating. Yeah. Because they have to weigh less. The offensive linemen have to eat more when they're playing because they got to keep up their weight over. Th- it's funny because we're talking to Bart Oates about 300-pound offensive linemen, uh-huh. which now they're in high school, they're 300-pound offensive linemen. Right. He said when he played with Parcells, Parcells didn't want anybody over 300 pounds. He said, no 300-pound guys are playing for me. Is that right? I'm the only 300-pound guy. And now you can't have an offensive lineman 
that's under 300 pounds no way. on any team. High school, as well, we said. Well, 15, High 16 years old at 300 pounds. <laughs> we were just talking about all the Hall of Famers here. We mentioned Bart Oates, who runs the Alumni, Alumni Association. Former Green Bay, Green Bay Packer greats. They're all around. All, every team. Dave Robinson is the vice chairman of the uh, Alumni Association, right, Dave? No, Green it's the Professional Football Retired Players Association. Okay, I see. I got to keep these associations <laughs> straight because Jim Brown is the chairman. He's the chairman, and you're the you're the vice, vice chairman. Vice chairman of and the chairman in charge of vice. Well, the vice. Well, there's a lot of vice here in Miami. What vices are you into still? I mean, you know, vices change as we get older, you know. Well, actually, my definition, my wife's definition, not the same. <laughs> We're in the capital of vice, Miami. Yeah, vice. right. I should have brought my white suit and boy, yeah, we could have done the Crockett thing back maybe. in the day. We drive by all. You know, it's funny. You drive by, and, and I've been to Miami a million times. But you, for the people for the first time, they go to South Beach and they mm-hmm. say, "Oh." Miami Vice, man. right? Edward yes. James almost was in that TV series, and he's going to be he's here tomorrow. Around here, he's yeah, going to yeah. have him on tomorrow. Yeah. Yes, yeah. everybody's here for the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, Dave, now because of the NFL alumni, which you're a part of the NFL alumni too, right? Of course. But then there, tell Lifetime us what your member. tell us what your committee does. Well, we're we're, we're a little different. We are we've we've been funded in order to make the life better for all retirees. Exactly. And the, and, the, and any any NFL players out there, I want them to know right now. We have a dental plan that will take care of he and his wife free. All he's got to do is, is, send, is, is apply to the NFL, uh, well, excuse me, not the NFL. It's the PFRPA, the Professional Football Retired Player Association. We also have a vision plan, which gives, which gives eye examination and glassware to both the, the, uh, the player and his spouse. And, and so it's all, it's all free, and we do things like that. And we, uh, we do, we're, our job is to make sure that the afterlife for every NFL retired player is as best it can be. And you played for Vince Lombardi, first round pick of the Packers back in the right. day, man. It's the memories as as, as you right. as we all get older because we all do, yeah. except Robin, she doesn't get older. <laughs> and, and then yeah. you go back and you see the Packers, and I, I love Green yeah. Bay, and I love Lambeau Field, yeah. and you think about all the greatness of, you the, know, of the Packers. And, and Green Bay, Vince was a, a unique anomaly. He uh, in 19, I came out in '63, and, uh, and and in those days, in the early years. It was a uncommon to draft African American ball players in the first two rounds, hmm. but Vince in 1961 drafted Herb Adley in the first round, and in '63 and he drafted me in the first round, and uh, he was called in by the board of directors and said, "Vinny, we're not trying to tell you what to do, but we think you're wasting draft choices. Oh you can wait God. to the third round to pick up these black ball players." Wow! And, and Vince, wow. Uh, Vince, I I didn't hear this. I heard it, but I didn't, I didn't see it. But I understand he told him. He said, "Listen, you guys handle the finances of this club." And I'll run the football program. Hmm. He said. He said, "I'm not going to draft by color. I'm going to draft by football playing ability." Now, for those who think that the, the whole league was biased, the the, the way it, most bias has some basis in fact. Vince told me. He said, "You know, one of the things is he said that if you draft in 1963, all the southern schools were segregated, so only the northern schools had black ball players, and they had limited numbers. So if you draft the average black ball player from a a top college from the, in the south, the African, the small black schools. Yeah, the historically, yeah, right. yeah. Granted, yeah. yeah. uh, granted, maybe an exception. They had a good team, but <laughs> but he, they had they had subpar equipment and inferior coaching. And Eddie Robinson wasn't an inferior okay. coach. Okay, Norfolk but, State, yeah. maybe. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like but that. I, but the thing is, if you take your time and draft one of those guys, you're going to have to coach, coach him up. It might take two or three years before he's ready to play. Where the white guys are playing in the schools with the good equipment and the top coaches. He said, you notice when I drafted you and Herb, Herb came from Michigan State. 
he had excellent excellent equipment, excellent coaching. I came from Penn State. Mm -hmm. Excellent equipment, excellent coaching. There was no difference in the quality of the ball player coming from Michigan State or Penn State than it was from LSU or Alabama, except that uh, uh, one was white and one was black. Wow. And so, so he, so that's a, so that, that's why Vince was way ahead of his time. He did that because he, he read the signs and it didn't make much sense. And a lot of coaches were just arbitrarily saying, "Well, I'm going to draft him in the third round." In fact, I wanted to. I, I was a New York Giants fan in high school, and I'm from New Jersey, and the and the Giants. I, well, tomorrow told me later. I told him, I said, oh, "You guys passed up on me." He said, "Well, we had you on the, on the side, on the thing to take in the third round." So I was gone by then. Wow, no, that's, <laughs> that's that, unbelievable. That's yeah. why that's why yeah. the trophy's called the Vince Lombardi Trophy. No well, yeah. You know, we talk about the Jackie Robinsons of the world yeah. and the Branch Rickies. Right. You know, the people who made the, the game better by embracing, especially during the '60s. I mean, that yeah. was the, that was the era of it's crazy. Dr. King and the, and yeah. the segregation and yeah. and all the not giving well, black people a chance, especially well, in athletics. Well, I was the very first black linebacker in the National Football League. Uh, everybody thinks that Willie, uh, no, Willie Cope was, uh, it was the first black, he's the back, first black middle linebacker. But I, I, he came out in 65, came in the league in 65. I was the first, and Vince went, told me, he said, he, he said uh, we just won the championship in 61 and 62. And he said, we, our main goal is to win the third consecutive world championship. We don't need any kind of distraction. So if anybody asks you about being the first black linebacker, you send them to me. <laughs> <laughs> I left his office. The guy from the, from the Milwaukee paper came to me and said, what's it like to be the first black linebacker in the National Football League? I said, go talk to Vince. Oh. And, and he did. I never heard a word. Never had a word in print. So people don't realize that. You don't make a big issue of it. And, and that, that's how Vince was. He played all that stuff down. But it was, mm -hmm. it was right now, as far as the trophy, I, myself and another guy, we, said, we, we have a sign saying we named the trophy because – we had to beat the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas in 1966 championship game, played January 1st, 67, and uh, to go to Super Bowl one, And it got came right down to this big story behind but the final th count was they had fourth and gold on our two-yard line. They score. The score was 34-27. They score. They could either tie the game or win with a two-point conversion. And Don Merritt ran a rollout my side. And instead of fronting the guard, I played a little trick because I knew what he's going to do if I fronted him, and I went, I went, let the guard clear, and went behind the guard, rushed Don Meredith. Don either was slower than he thought he was, or I was faster than he thought I was. <laughs> caught him, and on, and we're on on the way to the ground. He just kind of flipped the ball with his hand, underhand, and the Tom and the Tom Brown picked it, and we got the ball, ran, took a knee, and the game was over. Hmm. But by winning that game, we went to Super Bowl one. By going to Super Bowl one, we beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and 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 we were world champions. Had Dallas won the game and gone to Super Bowl one, I think they could have. I'm not saying they would have, but they could have beaten the Chiefs. Had that happened, that trophy today would be the Tom Landry Trophy. Wow, it just that. doesn't sound right. No, Vince Lombardi's no. got a ring to it. Yeah, the Lombardi Trophy. And Tom and Landry then, was a great coach. And he I was remember, a good coach. I remember when 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 Pat Summerall. And John Madden would say, the only coach the Cowboys have ever known. Because Tom Landry was there forever. And yeah. then finally when the team was sold, and then Jerry came yeah. in, and he, he put in Jimmy yeah. Johnson, obviously, and that was a controversial move at the time. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the well, legendary people. Well, Landry, no, in 1950, excuse me. Yeah. No, in 1958, Tom Landry was the defensive coordinator for the, for the New Giants. York Giants. Lombardi was and the Lomb other coach. And Lombardi yeah. was the offensive coordinator. Yep. And so because of that, in 1959, Lombardi came to Green Bay. 1960, Landry went to Dallas, and 
Vince, I don't know if they got along. I, I suppose they did. But he, for because of professionalism in Vince, he never lost to Tom Landry. Mm. Wow. He never That's did. great stuff. Yeah. I love this oh, stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you look here in Radio Row, and they always have the, yeah. they have the championship game, the AFL, NFL, mm -hmm. and then AFL, yeah. NFL, mm -hmm. and then the first Super Bowl. Right. You know, and so it started then, but before there were Super Bowls. I mean, you know, people with right. Matt, I'm from Philly, so people say, well, the Eagles never won a Super Bowl. But I said they won NFL champion. Are you going to now count the Green Bay Packers championships as world championships? And it only started in the Super Bowl era? Yeah. That's ridiculous. At the instrument game from New York, Philadelphia, Vince Lombardi, left the New York Giants and came to the Green Bay Packers. The New York Giants were thought to be the best team in the league, even though they lost to the Colts in 58. Green Bay was 1-10-1, by far the worst team in the league. Lombardi made the statement to his wife coming in. He said, he won, I, I ain't going to the story, but he said, the Giants will never beat my Packers. And in the first year he was there, 1959, he went 7-5, the 12-game season. Didn't win anything, but he had a great record. He turned around a, a losing streak of 14, 20 years, something like that. Second year with that lousy team, he went to the championship in Philadelphia, lost in the last two minutes to the Eagles. And the third year, he beat the same aforementioned Giants 37 to nothing. So he took a team that was 110 and 1, the worst team in the league, and in three years been a world champions. Yeah. And, the, and oh, by the way, that team, that game that lost the Eagles, after the game, he talked to the players. He said, You guys saw something that no one never see again. You and the fans and the TV audience. That they'll never see another Lombardi coach team lose a playoff game. He never lost another playoff game after that. And that, of and course, the Chuck Bednarik era, the Eagles championship yeah. in 1960 with those teams. Those are great, great days. And, and now here we are, 54 years later, man. So you played in Super Bowl one and two, one and, two and now you're here. It, obviously, it's a, lot, a big difference now. I mean, okay. we see the film. Luckily, there was still film of those great Packer yeah. teams and those great games. Super Bowl II was in Miami. Yes. It was, the Raiders, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Raiders, yeah. The old Orange and, Bowl. Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. But it, 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 they, after, you know, Super Bowl I was in Los Angeles and at the Coliseum, mm -hmm. right. and it was the only Super Bowl that wasn't sold out. Only about 70,000 people in a 100,000-seat stadium. And, and uh, Pete Rozelle said he'd never go back to L.A., mm. and he, he, he didn't. He went to Pasadena. That's right. But the point is, what happened was that there was a boycott for that game. I don't you know that. See, in those days, if the seat, seat if there wasn't a sell-up by Thursday before the game, the league blocked, blocked it out in that area. And the people in L.A. were so upset with it being a blackout, they boycotted the game. In fact, my cousin who lived in Los Angeles, I left tickets at, the, at Will Call for him. He never picked them up. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. so they couldn't see the game in Los Angeles on TV. The, the, go, the championship go, game. Yeah, That's Super incredible. Super Bowl one. The Super Bowl go, one was yeah, not televised in London. Wow. It's like the Lakers games. They don't have a contract <laughs> yeah. either. All these local yeah, markets right. now can't get their games on. You had to go 75 miles away to get it. Wow. Fact, I tell you, a very interesting story. When we're talking about the next year, the <laughs> Ice Bowl, my high school uh, friend of mine, uh, he was a running back. I met him. He was in St. Louis. We played in St. Louis. And he said, if you guys get the championship, I want to go. I said, I'll get your tickets. So he goes there, and it's, and it's this and he came, and I had two tickets. Well, the, the real quick version is my car wouldn't start. I couldn't get to the game. I, I, I had to flag down a guy who was going to visit his girlfriend next door. He asked me to take my wife and I to the game. I told him I'd give you two tickets. I gave my buddy's tickets to this guy. No that, way. Yeah. And what was and, the and face value of those tickets at Super <laughs> Bowl was, one? No, this wasn't Super Bowl one. This is for the Ice Bowl. Oh, the Ice Bowl. Okay. It was the 20 NFL below zero. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, face and value. I, <laughs> and I see the face value, I think, was 10 or $15 yep. at the most. And it probably 10 because in Green Bay. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, <laughs> no, Green Bay is was 
cheap, but it's owned by the town. And right, the, right. the ticket prices were real low. They never raised the ticket to about 1970-something because teams coming in to visit Green Bay said they took a beating because the ticket price was so low. The attendance at a game is split 60-40, home team, visiting team. And they said that with, with jet travel, they couldn't afford to come to Green Bay when they're only charging $10, $15 for the tickets. Mm. And, and so they, the league made Green Bay raise the price of tickets. Wow. At least that's the story the Packers told the fans. <laughs> 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 the, fans were, the fans were the owners, and they could, they had control. But These are great stories. Yeah, you but know, it, and it, but we're looking so at what, this stuff. What, it's what, just incredible. Yeah. So but wait, wait, let me take one last thing. Go ahead. Years later, like 20 years later, I'm at the class reunion. And I'm, I'm, he's there, the halfback's there, and I don't say, I told my wife, don't say anything. The wives got together, and my wife ratted on me, told, told his wife what went on, and she started laughing because he, he told her husband, couldn't, he couldn't get a room in Green Bay, so he stayed in Fond du Lac. And he got in the morning, and the guy went down to the desk, he said, I want to get to Green Bay. The guy said, yeah, man, it's 20 degrees below outside. He said, well, I don't know. He said, well, why don't you watch it here in the, in the, in the bar? We're going to see it. We're going to pipe it in from Chicago. So he stayed at the hotel and watched the game on TV in Fond du Lac. And he, for 20 years, he didn't want to tell me that he didn't go to pick the tickets up. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I didn't want to tell him I gave his tickets away. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> but I, that, was, that wasn't a lot of money. Yeah. Well, it was a lot of money back then. Well, but that was just disappointing. He, he's a dear friend now. Yeah. <laughs> but but now he, they stay in Appleton, though. They don't stay in Fond du Lac anymore, right? It's Appleton. Well, uh, right, yeah, right. but I, I don't know. But he wasn't with the team. He, <laughs> he just, he just uh, trying to get a seat. Uh, if he listens to this and finds out what that <laughs> – yeah. We're going to get to him now. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. leave, leave the number. We'll call him after the show, and I'll tell him that five, story. 555. Five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Robinson, you talk about Green Bay Pack College right. Football Hall of Fame, right. Green Bay Packer Hall of Fame, right. National Football League Hall of yeah, Fame. Right. Man, that's unbelievable. And yeah, obviously right. a Packer legend. Yeah. When you go back there, do people still remember? I mean, you know, you got to be older. Yeah. But I like that when the younger people see and get to meet the legends and realize Super Bowl one and Super Bowl two, Vince Lombardi's first draft pick. Yeah. It's unbelievable, man. I go back and tell people I played in Super Bowl one. They said, "You're still alive." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, said, I think so. Well, but, people yeah. are loving. Everybody that's on the Twitch chat room, they're like, "Oh my God, these stories are so amazing." Yeah. They, we got more. Oh, we got, sure. we got more. I gave we you guys. I, I we need to have you, you on again when everybody has more okay. time. Yeah, yeah I gave you guys the Vitas Digest version. Exactly all, all the right. stories are fake. Well, you guys, Jim Brown, and yeah. all of you, all of you alumni guys, and, and the veterans, Jim, of course. Jim Brown, his last football game was the Cleveland Brown was in Lambeau Field, the 1965 World Championship game, Cleveland Browns versus the, Phil the Green Bay Packers. That was the first of three. That was our first World Championship under Vince Lombardi. Mm. And it was Jim Brown's last game. And I tell you, and I remember the first time I saw Vin Jim Brown. I, uh, we were playing in a, with the runner-up bowl with my rookie year. That, that's a game that played down here in Miami, by the way. It was runner-up bowl. Second place teams play. Consolation Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah. I, I never understood that. They yeah. would do, they used to do that in, in the NCAA tournament, yeah, they, too. Yeah, they would yeah. play a consolation yeah. game. And we're down here, and, the, and I was a rookie. And it was the first game my wife saw me play live. And, and I, I was keying on Jim Brown. And somebody said, well, why'd you key Jim Brown? I said, mainly because he carried the ball three out of four times. They ran the ball. <laughs> <laughs> we could have we keyed the water boy, but. <laughs> He's not going to yeah, get the yeah. rock. Anyway, I saw Jim go across the ball line. I'm following on our side of the ball, following Jim. And the line opened up like Moses parting the Red Sea. <laughs> and I stepped into the hole, and I saw the quarterback give Jim Brown the ball. And I said, holy mackerel, Jim Brown's coming at me. <laughs> My heart started beating fast. I was only about 20 years old, you know, 21 years old. A young kid, I thought this may be my last moment. And so I went through my mind. I kept my butt low, back straight, hit on the ride, wrapped, hit on the ride, and I tackled him for about a yard loss or something like that. Wow. Yeah, that and, didn't and, happen very often. No. <laughs> and, and everybody's patting me on the back. And all I could think was, 
I just tackled Jim Brown. <laughs> yep. And I told my wife later, I said, baby, I tackled Jim Brown. She went to the football fan. She said, what's that mean? I said, well, it means this. Somebody in the league is going to give us a job. <laughs> I said, I'm going to take that film clip. we take that film clip and put it on a continuous loop. Right. And I'm going to say to every team in the league, if the Green Bay Packers cut me, somebody's going to say, I can tackle Jim Brown. And right. somebody's gonna, no, so and you we, have that clip, right? No, I lost it. Did you? Oh, man, we got it. That's got to be on NFL this. Films NFL has films has to have that. NFL yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Dave, it's great talking Thank about you. the old school times, man. Yeah. Congratulations. All the work to you and Jim Brown and all the, the, the players who yeah. are making sure that the guys who came before all the young guys who are right. fighting for health care and the important things, the mm -hmm. guys that put their bodies on the line back right. in the day to make this league what it is today are getting taken care of really? the way they should be. You know, when I came in the league, every team in the league, when I came in the league, every team, played neither baseball stadium or college stadium. Only real football field in the National Football League was Lambeau Field. Exactly. And we played half our games in, in Milwaukee on the baseball park. Right. We played the Chicago Bears at Wrigley Field where a brick wall cut the corner That's of the end right. zone off <laughs> and a brick wall was in play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, these, the, and, and also, what thing about playing on baseball fields, each baseball field has a pitcher's mound. Yep. Right. I never saw it happen, but they say if you hit a pitcher's mound going full speed, you could break a leg. And, and these guys, so guys really put their life on the line, and, and they, they made this league. And now all, all every league, the minimum now is like hundreds of millions of dollars for for a, a stadium. stadium. Yeah. And the last five or six are all over a billion dollars. Right. And they don't want to give the players a pension. I can't believe it. Well, they're fighting they for the it. new collective it was bargaining county agreement. stadium in Milwaukee, wasn't it? County yeah, stadium, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You've been there, yeah. <laughs> Home of the Braves. And yeah. Franklin Field in That's New right. the Eagles yeah. play. We got to get Dave. It's great you. to have you, man. It's such, a, right. such an honor. My to, pleasure. To Thank you very much. You. Thank you. I enjoy you. A great group here. Appreciate all of our it. friends yeah. in Green Bay. All of our and, I and all the, the Packers. Kevin Harlan's yeah. going to be here tomorrow. I know oh, yeah? so many yeah. other people involved with yeah. the Packers. Harlan's coming tomorrow. Kevin Harlan's going to be here. A lot of the great legends in in Green Bay with the Packers and venerable frozen the frozen. Nobody else calls it the frozen tundra. Very redundant. Very redundant. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if frozen, it's already frozen, right? Yeah. Or like yeah. jumbo shrimp. Right. You know what I mean, that's the old George Carlin bit. Yeah. Jumbo shrimp. Right. It doesn't make any doesn't sense. Doesn't make any yeah, sense. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I know you got to go. Appreciate you I coming do. by, man. You're going to sign our uh, Hall of Fame football, man. We're going to give that away to now a now lucky you, listener. Presuppose I can write. I mean, I'm a lineman. I no, no, you can do it, man. You can do it. Thank you, Dave. I went to Penn State. That's right. Not the, not the University there. of Miami. No. Oh, 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 yes. Let me give him a boring round of applause. Give him a rim <laughs> shot, too. <laughs> not the U. No. Penn That's State, baby. Where's, where's Michael That's Irvin? A, you know, we all. Yeah, you know, no, you know, uh, uh, my, in my Hall of Fame class was, uh, was uh, what you call Warren Sapp. And I tell him that all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Okay, I thank you. I bet he loves that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yes. you know Warren. Yes. Yeah. I was watching the guys on the, on South Beach, the Fox Sports 1 crew, yeah. and they did a U show. So they had Jimmy Johnson, Michael Irvin. Oh, yeah. They had Ed Reed. They had uh, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, yeah. And one other player up there, and they were all talking about the University of Miami, the U. And obviously, we're back here in Miami, and they're talking about the U. And it sure. was awesome. We were watching it. They had a studio audience. They had this camera on a wire that went down South Beach and got the, the moving shots. Amazing stuff. Oh. So hopefully a lot of people saw that last night. Uh, great, great stuff. We have another guest here right now. And he's like, he's clean. He's all cleaned up, all dressed up. You know what I'm saying? You, you are a Detroit Lions fan, Harry? You uh, love the Lions, right? Yeah, sure. Alfie from Abington, our buddy's a big Detroit, big Detroit Lions Lion fan. fan. That's right. Yeah. You know who Jason? He's in Philly. You know Jason here, right? Sure. 
Jason Cabinda from the Detroit Lions. Now you're going to be the MC, so you're you're you you're, you're rocking the microphone for this event. You're not coming here and playing in any of these silly skills competition things, man. We'll do uh, we'll do some fun interviews uh, uh, over on the red carpet. I think it's going to be a good deal. Man. <laughs> so that's the red carpet. Yeah. That's going to be on Saturday night. Yep. You know, the Saturday the Hall of Fame gets yep. the announcements of all the players. They have the big TV show, the Hall of Fame stuff. So the game. You're also doing the game, right? Yep, so I'll be doing a commentary on Sky Sports, you know, Great Britain Channel, uh, doing some commentary in between commercials. So. Now we got to put a little British accent on, or you're going to go? <laughs> I might have to. I might have to. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jay Ajay, you know, former Eagle, former NFL player with the Dolphins. He's, yeah. he's British, and he's doing, like, right. eSports now. Oh, Is really? he really? Yeah, I yeah. Didn't know that. He got involved with eSports. Oh, that's dope. And he's got that great British accent. So they don't, buy, <laughs> they don't mind the Americans doing British games on Sky Network, yeah, do they? Yeah. I don't think so. No, <laughs> because we have, all the, we have all the British guys doing the soccer that sure. we get here from and the Sky Sports. And the golf yeah. and Sky Sports. <laughs> so how long have you been doing the broadcasting thing, man? Um, well, I guess I, I first got interested probably my junior year of college. And I Penn got really, State. Uh, Another Penn State yeah, guy? Yeah, there we go. Guy, Penn State guy. We are ready. Yeah. We are. <laughs> 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 I, uh, you know, I got a really neat opportunity my junior year of college to co-host this show, basically our live stream that we do for signing day. And, uh, you know, we talk about the recruits, you know, which guys are going to have instant impact. You know, we bring a couple of our coaches on the, on the show. And, you know, we talk about some of the guys. And after I did that co-hosting show with our Go PSU reporter, she turned to me and she was like, you better start focusing on broadcasting because you have got a career in this, seriously. <laughs> so I was like, all right, maybe I really do need to start, you know, getting serious about it. And then, you know, since then I've been getting, you know, little opportunities and, and, and been expanding myself in it. And I, I really enjoy it. And I think I'd be really good at it. You know, the other guy that we talk about all the time, he was in the NFL for a long time, a great player too, is Donnie Jones. Yeah. I mean, Donnie Jones went from being a really, really good linebacker in the NFL to transitioning to a broadcast, doing all these shows for Travel Channel and right. going around the world and competing in events all over the world <laughs> yeah. with people who do crazy sports that we don't do <laughs> in this country. Yeah. And he's still successful. I saw him earlier today. It's, it's amazing, you know, because people think of football players. What do you do? We had Ryan Leaf, you know, he's put his life back together. He's yeah. broadcasting, doing a great job yeah. with yeah. the Pac-12. And so a lot of players don't have that you know, what I'm going to do next. Yeah. And so when you go to a good school like Penn State, did you, you said you started thinking about it then, right, yeah, when you were absolutely. in college? Absolutely. No about doubt. life after football. Yep, yep. And that's something that my mom just in general has always instilled in me, you know. For her, uh, even when I was choosing my college, she didn't really care about the football program. It was all about the academics, you know what I mean? She's like, all right, what's going to happen when he's done with football? That's what matters to me. So, you know, that, she's always that instilled one, that in me. Yeah. That's one smart mom. I know. <laughs> well, that's why he went to Penn State. He could have gone right. to Temple. He could have. <laughs> like we did. Yeah. Now, Temple's got some good players. Temple's a good program, yeah. man. They're doing a good job Absolutely. there, man. Now, Tahani Jones, of course, had another talent, too. He's a musician. He played the banjo, right? Yes. Oh, wow. Do you have a hit, another sort of talent that outside of playing football? Uh, I guess you could say I could sing a bit. I, I'm yeah? Told, yeah oh. little, Are you a karaoke guy? A pipes on me, I guess you could say. <laughs> 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 so now, who do you like in the game, man? I mean, you're an NFC guy. Whew. East Coast guy. Well, we don't have any East Coast teams. I mean, it's nah. middle of the country and then yeah. San Francisco. I'll tell you what, it, it's... This is a tough one to call. Um, what I can say is there are going to be fireworks in this game on both sides of the ball. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of offensive firepower on both these teams. Now, I like the 49ers because I think there's a multitude of ways that they can win. You know, you see them win a game where Jimmy G throws the ball eight or nine times. I mean, you look at that stat and you're like, right. what? You know, you know when they're running the ball that efficiently. Um, but, you know, when I look at the Chiefs, 
And I don't necessarily like to root for teams that I feel like got to win with Magic, but they seem to consistently win with Magic and Patrick Mahomes. Yep. You see a 24-point comeback in the second quarter of that Houston Texas game, and you're like, this offense is for real. So, I mean, I really can't count them out, can't count Pat Mahomes out, but if I had to put my money on it, I'd have to go with the 49ers. Well, you played the Chiefs this year, too. Yeah. That was yep. a wild game, if yeah. I remember. It was. Yeah, yeah. a lot of we points had them on the ropes. Yeah. Had and, them on the ropes. And, of course, the one game that Eagle fans go back to is the Eagles losing to the Lions early in the season. <laughs> oh, yeah. And everybody was like, oh, my God. At home. This is supposed to be a Super Bowl team. Yeah. And you guys went, you know, guys went in there and, and quieted that crowd down. I mean, as yeah. a Penn State guy, did you grow up? Where, where did, oh, yeah, I was a big Eagles fan. You were a big Eagles, Eagles fan, right? Did Eagles you grow up in the Philly area? Yeah, I'm like literally 30 minutes, probably 40 minutes from Philly. So what high school did you I'm in play? Jersey, in Central Jersey. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm up really, there, Rawway, up, really up there. Uh, yeah, by Bridgewater, Bridgewater area. Up near yeah. Rutgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. did you think about going to Rutgers? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. You got me. They got a good <laughs> basketball team. You got me. Yeah, their yeah, basketball yeah. team's good. Yeah, yeah, no, no, they yeah. have to. And now they finally hired Chiano back yeah, with hired, the football yeah. team, so they got to put that back together again, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Let, me now you, qu- let me ask you a quick question. When you guys played the Packers the first time, and they had those questionable calls, hands to the oh, face yeah, late in the game. Oh, yeah, they got screwed. I mean, Don't even ha- remind me. Yeah. Oh, man, that was one, some of the worst officiating ever. Like, how do you deal with that the following week as a team? I mean, that's tough. I mean, you look around the league this year, I mean, there's a ton of games where the referees had major negative impacts in games. Um, yeah. And I think it's just tough because I feel like we're trying to adjust the game and the rules faster than we can adjust the teaching of how we play the game. Mm. Uh, you look at, you know, these helmets and helmet hits and, you know, protecting the quarterback. I mean, there ain't a whole lot of ways you can sack a quarterback without landing with your weight on top of him. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. going to exactly. sack him and then mid in the air think about spinning. I mean, that's not really realistic, you know, those kinds of things. So I think there's definitely discussions that need to be had there. Um, but, I mean, it, it's tough. But the rules are the rules. You know, they're taught to enforce what they're taught to enforce. You know, obviously player safety is, is a big thing now, you know, all these new studies with concussions, the CTE. So obviously, you know, you want the players to be safe, but I think there's there there needs to find there needs to be a better middle ground because I think we all know what we sign up for when we play football. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. No, it's it's <laughs> impressive to watch guys and get to meet guys. You know, because there's so many players in the league, and I get to meet a lot of them over the years, and I know all the yeah. old school guys, but the younger players. Now, were you on t- were you on Penn State when Temple beat, finally beat you guys? Uh, were you on that team? <laughs> My sophomore year. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was at the link. I did that game. Uh, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> Hackenberg got sacked ten times yeah, in that, that game. Was, that was an ugly yeah. game. That was an ugly game. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that was an ugly game. <laughs> now, we got a lot of people in Detroit to listen to the show every day. Our buddy Steve, number one Lion fan. And, and Matt Patricia, people were down on him in Detroit early in the year, weren't they? But, yeah, you know, but I mean, you played for – multiple coaches yeah and then people immediately were like oh Matt Patricia maybe he's not ready for this but things calm down and there's there's no issue there with his coaching staff is there yeah. no no there isn't you know and um you know Matty P's a really really smart coach and the reason why I love him is because there's so many coaches who try to put a square peg in a round hole now he's the kind of guy who evaluates his personnel sees what he has and adjusts the scheme to make sure that we're able to execute and we're able to do the things that he's asking of us, which a lot, not a lot of coaches do nowadays, um, which I think is really important. But I think when you look at the season overall, you look at the games that we lost, you know, there's ten games there that we lost with, I think, three points or less. Mm-hmm. Six of those games, we have fourth quarter leads. So I think the theme going into next year really is just finish because we're really just one or two plays away in all of those games. So. And I'm thinking about betting the over in the season win totals for the Lions next yeah. year. 
And a bunch of those games were without your starting quarterback. Exactly. exactly. You know what I mean? And, you know, we yeah. had a lot of injuries. I mean, so there's more to the tale, you know, when you really look at it past just the record, you know. No, and I looked at the Lions season, and you saw the injuries, and I'm like, well, this team's hanging in there, man. Yeah. You know, they weren't quitting. Because yeah. you'll see teams with things go wrong. You Like oh, the yeah. Eagles, you know, the Eagles lost so many players. They're right. playing with practice squad guys yeah. down the stretch, right. Right. and they were able to win the last three games. And people, oh, this is a schedule. It doesn't matter. you got to yeah. win those games. No Dallas didn't take advantage of the situation. Right. The Eagles did, and they had to go through the injury thing, right. and guys had to stay together or yeah. else you're shot. And that's what you guys did. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, this is definitely the most mentally tough team I've, I've played with in my career. Mm. You know, no doubt about it. We went through a lot from an injury standpoint. You know, guys getting asked to do different things maybe than they had never done but there was no selfishness you know we we're very selfless you know everybody just wants to win in that building so defensively you know facing Patrick Mahomes what's what's the biggest key to just sort of containing him keep him in the pocket yeah this guy gets out of the pocket <laughs> and you let this thing turn into backyard football with that kind of speed you're in trouble I yeah. mean it's just the truth um, so I think having a level rush not rushing behind the quarterback you know keep him in the pocket making him throw from a phone booth that's number one now the dude's got arm talent. He can throw in a phone booth, but you've got to limit it, you know. Uh, you can't let him extend plays and start to play like that because once he plays like that and the confidence goes up, the Chiefs, they Then can, he's on the schoolyard. Then they can just they – they get going, you yeah. know. Once the confidence goes up, now you're in trouble, you know, so. He starts throwing no-look passes yeah. and stuff, <laughs> like, you know. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I mean, you look at, you look at some of the, the things that this guy is doing and, and there's just stuff that we haven't seen in football games. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen a no-look pass until this guy. I mean, seriously, yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I did it in a schoolyard, but yeah, yeah. We, didn't, we didn't have to worry about it. In South Philly, you know, we playing on a, on an asphalt parking lot. You can do no look passes because you know, nobody cement. cares, as long as you don't fall and hit, you know, get your torn your up elbows with, yeah, with yeah. asphalt and broken bottles. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, uh, man, it's really been an honor to meet you, Jason. You're really, really yeah. a sharp young man, and I, uh, you've got a future, man. Thank you, man. I don't I mean, not, 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 I'm not just talking, He's about, talking about broadcasting. Yeah, 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 yeah because I mean, I'm not a football scout. I know good, I know good players, but yeah. you know, I haven't met you, haven't seen the, your stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, people are impressed. They're watching us on Twitch here. Are you going to the Snoop Yacht Party later on tonight? Yeah, I actually am. Are oh, you really? Oh, we're going to see you yeah. there. Maybe, yeah. yeah. We'll be there, man. Cool. Awesome. I'm one of the VIPs there, man. Come and on, we, man. we have <laughs> fabulous parting gifts from our sponsors. I know. Ghost I leaves, got, man. I got, I got oh, me some he's ghost got them right here. Oh, yeah. Ghost leaves right I'm there. Are those not fabulous? It's Did all you? about kinesiology and compression combined, <laughs> man. That you got it all in one. Yeah, I know. I know. This, this looks legit, man. Because really you guys get taped up, you know, now. Yeah, And guys wear sleeves. Yeah. But this is revolutionary because now you got the compression and the kinesiology. Harry was a kinesiology major, I think, <laughs> at Franklin and Marshall. No, now, where did you that go? was at Shippensburg, Shippen and then I blunked out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know what? We also have some fantastic party gifts for your mother. Really? And if, I don't, do you have children yet? Are you no, married? You do seem like you're I'm way too young to have children. 23. But, but if you're, <laughs> well, that's not too young. If you're a five-year-old like Tony is, um, um, they're, well, even for adults, it's fantastic. Um, we have coral organic toothpaste and it's tremendous. It's all facial products that are uh, Nicole Sheridan's facial products. They are absolutely amazing. We're going to give you a package. Nobody's uh, got swag like we no. do because this is quality organic top-notch stuff. And the man. Tony Bruno Show on Radio <laughs> Row is brought to you by CoralToothpaste.com, BioLumiere organics.com and fabulous ghost leaves ghostleaves.com this is the future everybody can wear them now not just athletes you know not just golfers everybody can wear this compression stuff and the kinesiology whether yeah. you're playing pickleball as yeah, a six-year-old yeah. young people since play you're planning pickleball on doing too, broadcasting you need to keep your face 
Oh, oh he's clean good. now, man. So, this young oh, guy. Now, you know, you know black don't crack now. You know, right, I, I see anti-aging cream, but I ain't going nowhere. No, no, no. no. You got to stay moisturized. You got to have, you know, you don't want to be ashy on TV. Yeah, yeah, right. Michael, Michael, Urban, Michael Urban taught me this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was going out in California working with him, he said, Tony, you're getting ashy down there. Like, you know, you're white, but you can get ashy, too. Right, right. You got to moisturize. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No doubt. <laughs> at, at Jason Capindo on Twitter. Yeah, at Jason Capindo on Twitter. You on Instagram, too, man? Instagram yeah. Is it the at, same thing? Yeah, just at Jason Kibbett is my name. At uh, Jason Kibbett. Penn State, we are. There it is. We are, baby. Temple strong. No, I'm sorry. No, 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 we, no. we were for a while, and then Temple Penn lost. Penn State's basketball is good now, too. I are know. they really? Yeah. We're ranked, oh, yeah. I think we're 23 right yeah, now. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're I was up, there man. the day they opened the new uh, center up there. It's oh, not yeah? new anymore. When Penn BJC? State. Yes. Oh, wow. The I, was, I was working for ESPN, and they sent me up to do a TV special. Uh, not a special, but a piece on the Bryce Jordan yeah. Center and the rebirth of Penn State basketball because that's oh, what really put them back on the map yeah. for a couple yeah, yeah. of years. And then they went back then into the toilet in the pack. You know, because you can't – it's Penn State. Well, Jason, <laughs> you got to focus on football. Jason's being really nice to us right now, but he has to go right. because he has to get ready for the network show. So yeah. Exactly. There you go. He's a press conference, baby. Great to, great to meet you, man. Thank you so much. Oh, Good thanks luck, Thanks for having man. me on, man. It I was awesome. It. I, we definitely want to have you on again. Definitely, we yeah. Get your I'm here info. tomorrow. So. Okay, sweet. Beautiful, man. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, let's put your hands together. Give him a roaring round of applause. He's number 53 in your program. <laughs> He's the number one in your heart. Exactly right. Jason, good job, bro. Thanks, man. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> now, for all of those listeners who are watching on Twitch and... And Penn State has the Philly pipeline, by the way, people are telling us. And they, too, the want to program. take advantage of the Bruno uh, discount on any of our sponsors. That is up on your screen right now. So you can go to any of these websites that you see for Coral Toothpaste, for BioLumiere, and for Ghost Leaves. Put in the code word BRUNO. 20% off. And you Boom. will get 20% Boom. off, not only on a one-time purchase, but on, uh, like, Coral has a subscription thing. You get 20% off subscription. Hello. Beautiful. Well, having fun. You having fun here, Harry? Yeah. This, 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 this is amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, the thing about the Super Bowl, it's not just about everybody talks about the game. Right. I mean, the celebrities are here. There's entertainment. There's Martha Stewart. You know, there's people from all walks of life. And so they know this is really no other event in the world right now, other than maybe the uh, the Waste Management, the Greater Phoenix well, Open. this weekend. I know yeah. it is the yeah. Click Clock Click Tournament, Click as Clock I call tournament. it. But I'm saying, you know, I'm joking, obviously. It's a great event. Right. But this is the biggest event on earth right now. No, you're right. You're and right. it's becoming bigger every year. And that's what happens. Yeah. When you, and that's why everybody comes here. Everything. The beautiful people, the ugly people, the uh, old people, the young people, the kids. Jason, the Philly Godfather's here. All right, let's get the Philly Godfather. I got to ask him a couple questions now. All I know is I'm betting the Detroit Lions overseas and win totals next year. Do yeah. we know what the over-unders, have they posted it they yet posted for next it. season? It's probably going to be around seven. Seven and, or eight? Uh, they had a lot of 50-50 games that went against them yep. with some real bad calls. Without Stafford, too, Without for a lot Stafford. Of yeah. Yeah. So a lot of their numbers are definitely skewed. They came into Philly, and they beat us. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're definitely a team to watch next year. Jason Cabinda, look out for this kid, yeah. man. He's going to be good. Yeah. Sharp, no, sharp, sharp. You know, he's really sharp. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's already doing emceeing for the NFL on, on, the, on the red carpet on Saturday night. Yeah, and he's, he's doing the game, the Super Bowl game on international Sky. TV, yeah. Sky TV. He's an engaging dude, man. Yeah, he really yeah. is. He's Real cool. Sharp. Yeah. Real sharp. yeah, he's you know, a local Broke Philadelphia, Jersey area guy. Yeah. you got to be East Coast and represent. Yeah. I think that's the key, Harry. Now, Harry's a... East Coast guy, but he's more of a Berks County kind yeah, of East Coast guy. Yeah, Up there in the Redding area. It's very rural. Very rural kind of guy. Bucolic. Exactly. Yeah, the Lions, uh, 
you know, you look at that division. I mean, the Bears, they're good. But, you know, I saw my buddy from Chicago here uh, who does the TV in Chicago, and we were there draft night in Philly when the Bears took Trubisky, uh-huh. and he came on, and he's like, really? I, the people in Chicago oh, were shocked yeah, when I they know. took Trubisky. But, you know, they're not going to get rid of People are thinking they're going to get rid of Mitch Trubisky in Chicago. Green Bay, as good as Aaron Rodgers is, as good as that team has played, that was really a disappointing ending. Now, give, I mean, obviously they played a really, really, really good team. But the way the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers ended the season, I mean, he looked like he didn't want to even be there. <laughs> Robin's trying to give me some kind of sign language over <laughs> no. here. Robin, you have I, a mic on. You can talk. Yes, I can. You know, it was really funny, though, because I saw him sort of squirming up against him. Well, I'm, I'm, like, I'm scratching yeah, my back. And so I, my thing was, do you want me to scratch your back? <laughs> because I do that to Tony all the time. Billy Godfather can scratch your back for <laughs> no. you, Harold. I don't need anybody to scratch you my back. You scratch your back, he'll give <laughs> you a pick. Come <laughs> on, man. At Philly Godfather no. on Twitter. <laughs> You got the man. You got the eight ball. You got some other. Uh, you got some. What do you call them? The animals. Piggies in yeah. town. Piggies in town. Is he really? in town. Where's the sheep at, man? Sheep couldn't come down because uh, a couple things are going. Yeah, on. yeah. He's got to stay in state. <laughs> El Jefe. Yeah, We're okay. gonna call him El Jefe. For okay. Well, you tell the sheep I said hello. Uh, the sheep. Yeah. <laughs> oh my! It's, the good thing about doing this live is that you just keep rolling. You don't oh, stop for a break and reorganize and say, oh, we got telling you who's coming. It's just nonstop action here, and that's the way we like it, Harry. And joining us right now is Michael. You know you know who this guy is, Harry. He's, he's part of the, one of he's the owners the Sixers. of the 76ers. Yeah, I know. Michael Rubin. Fanatics. I didn't even know this because Kevin Harlan, who's always a guest and yeah. a great friend, you know, he's the voice of Fanatics. Right. And Michael Rubin, part owner of the 76ers, did you hire Kevin Harlan to be your guy, your spokesman? Or to do the commercials? Yeah, listen, we, we Hang on a second. Hang on. We, listen, we need guys doing Fanatics promotions all the time. So anyone who wants to do it, whether it's the radio station, whether yeah. it's Fanatics, we want people promoting Fanatics. Well, his place is right in Conshohocken there, right? And it was right next to Aton's apartment when we started doing the show oh, really? from Aton's apartment. We'd hear his chopper coming up to Schuylkill and he'd land right next door to us. And we'd like, there he is. Now, I haven't Rube. met Michael. You know, I'm a, yeah? I'm a Philly guy forever. How come Fanatics hasn't contacted me to do stuff? <laughs> I mean, here we are. It's, like liver? It's, like, it's like in-person contact. Unbelievable, man. This is it right here. It was on Madden 050607. I've done a lot of prominent voice stuff. Now, I'm not Kevin Harlan. Kevin's the greatest. Kevin's he's the best. He's the best. Kevin Harlan is phenomenal. So he told me the story that when I asked him about, you know, doing the Fanatics commercials on TV for any time a game is over, the championship, the, the gear is out. So did you, did you approach him and say, we need you to do Fanatics? The voice of it? You know, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I have no idea how it works. What I can tell you is the commercials are amazing. We run them all the time. We're building fans like crazy. And Fanatics, is, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's grown a lot over the past uh, seven or eight years since we bought it, bought it back from eBay. And now you see in Philly, because we have Mitchell and Ness was the originator of the throwbacks, right? Mm -hmm. Legendary place. I mean, all the throwbacks are, have to be authenticated by Mitchell and Ness, right? But Fanatics is more the modern stuff. Everything that's happening now. Somebody college wins. Too. College yeah. teams. Championships are won. Yeah, Fanatics is the largest retail in the world of licensed sports merchandise. We uh, own and operate the NFL shop, the NBA store, NHL store, Major League Baseball store. We also operate 300 individual team sites, you know, most of the professional um, uh, sports organizations as well as uh, each of the college institutions. So we have um, most times you buy licensed sports. Uh, we're generally uh, selling the merchandise to you. We also have a big wholesale business where we supply many of the retailers when you buy that same merchandise at retail. So company, uh, you know, we bought it back when I sold my company to eBay in 2011. It's about a $250 million business. It's now over $3 billion, growing very quickly. And here we're here for the Super Bowl. This is one of the best matchups, uh, uh, certainly the best matchup we've ever been involved in. Sales are 
um, up 120% against last wow. year, and uh, and even 30% against when the Eagles played the Patriots and the Eagles won. It's been fans are going crazy for Kansas City and um, and San Francisco. So is Ma- is Mahomes stuff the the top seller right now? He's or? definitely yeah. the number one jersey without yeah, question. Yeah. Definitely the number one jersey. Yeah. There's a lot to like with that guy. There is a lot to like. That guy's just saw a lot of jerseys for a long period of time. You know, we've been through a period of time where Tom Brady's been literally like a jersey-selling machine for the last uh, two decades, and and, uh, Patrick Mahomes, I think, uh, has that same kind of potential. Yeah, and you you talk about the Eagles. The Eagles had been in it, you know, for – since the Andy Reid era, and they lost to the yeah, Patriots. Yeah. And the Patriots obviously were in so much that their fans, even if they're wealthy, going to the Super Bowl every year is a, is a major financial undertaking. But you mentioned the Chiefs, 50 years, a great fan base, a great organization, and, and now you got the Niners back in it again, up-and-coming team. So that really, that really lends itself to absolutely blowing out the doors when it comes to memorabilia and, and, and new shirts and gear and any kind of gear. Yeah, we've been – I mean, the numbers have been uh, incredibly impressive, and I think it really comes from – um, two great fan bases. One, to your point, hasn't won a Super Bowl in 50 years. In, I'm sorry, hasn't been in the Super Bowl in 50 years in Kansas City. And the other has won six Super Bowls. And, you know, there's so much pent-up demand because they haven't, you know, won a Super Bowl for a long period of time. 25 so, years since yeah. they right. won one. Yeah, yeah. so, so both, both are great uh, fan bases. And, uh, you know, today, Fanatics makes any of the championship products, whether it's a, you know, a T-shirt, a hoodie, all of that merchandise. We not only sell it, we also design, development, and manufacture. So it's, it's vertical merchandise. And so we can best service the fans. So it's uh, it's in huge demand. And I think when the Eagles won the Super Bowl two years ago, I think we sold, uh, you know, literally millions of units of merchandise. And mm. we certainly have the same expectations or more for the Super Bowl. Well, Joel Embiid jerseys, Ben Simmons jerseys, they're, how far are they going this year? Because well, the further you, that's, they go, the more you I, sell. Yeah, I'll tell you <laughs> what. The, the, you know, generally our business made me agnostic about sports. You generally only care about who makes you the most money, other than for the Sixers. For the right. Sixers, uh, six, <laughs> Sixers, I'm willing to do anything to, to, to help get an advantage there and Certainly, Joel and Ben saw a lot of jerseys. They're both top ten jersey sellers, and they, they are day in and day out. So uh, not only not only are they the you know you know core pieces of the team, and and and, uh, and you know really uh, you know help make every you know help give us the opportunity that we have. But they uh, they work for Fanatics too, selling lots of jerseys for us. So we love them in every sense. So now we see there's the the, the new trend in jerseys, not just jerseys, but shirts. Like we'll see that we are we're the we the North and all the things that the NBA players wear, and, and they all had the different slogans. We don't we don't right. talk about we the North. No, I know yeah, that, but, that, rapids, but that's, yeah. is that not I'm, part I'm, of your I'm business? Joking. Yeah, yeah we, 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 uh, Fanatics today sells more than a million products of merchandise across all of the business. We, ha- we operate millions of square feet of warehouses. We carry you know, probably more than a billion dollars of merchandise at retail. And it's really important for Fanatics to have really whatever the fan wants anytime. So you know, for us, we want a fan to come to us and you know, have an incredible assortment for them. So whichever team wins the Super Bowl, we're going to have 600 different items available a minute after the team wins the Super Bowl. And that assortment's really important to us. Well, that's the thing. Back when I was buying T-shirts and member gear and stuff, there was only maybe one or two different types of shirts. Exactly. These guys, for every team, they've got so many different you know, a variety. We generally you know I mean? carry five or six hundred products per team. So wow. it, it, it's and sometimes a yeah. thousand to fifteen hundred products per now, team. Now you so. weren't doing this one back in the day when the losing because they have to make shirts for both teams initially, the first lot, and then the team that lost, they would bring the they would send that send that stuff over to like third world countries, and there would be people wearing like Eagles Super Bowl champion championship shirts because when they would go to the Super Bowl, we always thought they were going to win, but when they didn't, that stuff doesn't become. You know, people don't want to buy yeah. it anymore. They don't do that anymore, right? What do they do they with the material? They still do a little bit of that. Think about it this way. If, if you buy it online, we're going to make it as we sell it. Mm. And so that's the vertical manufacturing capabilities that we've built. And that's what makes us such a better company to better satisfy fans. Because in the old days, you had to guess who was going to win. You always guessed wrong or who was going to be a hot player, who was going to get injured, what team was going to emerge, what team was going to be bad. 
we don't really do that anymore today. We have a supply chain that's built to maximize the sales and really be able to support the fan for whatever happens in sports. Uh, that said, at traditional retail, uh, you're going to have um, both in, in San Francisco and Kansas City people that do buy merchandise and hope that uh, their team's going to win. And if it doesn't, uh, you know, if the team doesn't win, it's called if-then-kill merchandise, and then it does get shipped. Uh, and just, It actually gets destroyed in most cases. Exactly. Now, Jeez. the interesting thing is, you, like, when you come to the Super Bowl, they still have the footballs that just say Super Bowl 45 and don't have the teams on them because they, they, they make those beforehand. Now, you're not involved in any of that merchandise, We sell you? all of that merchandise oh, as well. Even so, the footballs? Yeah, yeah, we sell. I mean, Fanatics sells everything. If you go to our site, I mean, honestly, you think of an item that you're going to want, we're going to have it. Okay, we sell, that's all right. we sell pool tables and we sell arcade machines and we sell couches and we sell oh, Wow, I didn't know that. Flags. Yeah, listen, I believe... Everyone in this room should have whatever your team is should have every item possible. All right, Jeez. I need. Every, can you bring some over here because we got swag too, and I want to yeah, wear. Yeah, we're gonna bring stuff. some. Ca- I think we should bring like some couches and arcade games over here. Absolutely, do man. You sell I might need Joel and Ben to help carry. Them <laughs> do you sell an Andy Reid Hawaiian shirt with a Kansas City stuff on it right now? Saj, look it up right now. Do we, <laughs> do we sell an Andy Reid Hawaiian shirt? I bet we do. Oh, That's a great question. We need you to, would move do we that because nobody Andy wears Reed? a Hawaiian shirt so we like Andy Reid. We got to look for Kansas City Chiefs. Hawaiian shirts. Exactly. Got. Come on, we got to help I you bet, guys. I, you, I guys are, you guys are billionaires, and we're trying to give you ideas on what to make to make more product, <laughs> to sell it. And if not, by the way, we're going to get you guys a job in product development teams. There you go. So you guys got big potential. I'm here. right there in Conchahokan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm in South Philly right near yeah. the state of the complex. Come on. No, that's great stuff. I didn't realize it was all. I thought it was just T-shirts. I didn't no. realize Fanatics at all. Anything a sport fan wants. Wow. Over a million products, every sports league. Um, every team, Not these, like this football every, right see, here. Here's the problem. Is this your guy? You guys don't do this, right? Oh, this yeah, is Wilson. It, 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 no, we, we, so we'll buy that, that, that football from Wilson. We also have the largest collectibles retail in the world. So we have $150 million collectibles business. We have every type of products. We have hundreds of athletes that sign merchandise for us. And, and so merchandise like that we sell every day, I'm sure. So you know what we're well, doing? We bought this yeah. football for 40 bucks downstairs. And then all of our guests, we got all kinds of Hall of Famers. We are going to give this away one of a kind to one of our listeners on Twitch TV watching right now all over the world. I like it. That, that's that's a quality item right there, right? Yeah. So you guys put a lot of hard work into getting that football to be as uh, as special as it is. If Absolutely. You, if you actually want to buy one at retail, you could just go to the Fanatic site and we'd have it too as well. Well, see, the yeah, problem, for $40, Tony, though. See, Tony would actually, <laughs> Michael, Tony would actually know everything that you have on your website if he didn't rely on people just giving him, like, stuff. I know, but this guy, this is out-of-control yeah, guy is, behind you. What is Ravel like, doing He's over interrupting here. my interview, Darren Ravel. I mean, how, how do they even let this guy in the, in I don't, the media I don't, center? I don't even want him on the show anymore. Yeah, yeah I mean, this, this guy should, this, 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 this shouldn't be allowed. He shouldn't be How did he get credentialed in the He doesn't even follow me on Twitter. Oh, jeez. It's an outrage. I made this he's guy a, at ESPN. A, I made this guy at ABC. He's, a, he's an outrage. I made him. He, do, he, look, he does look skinnier these days, though. I mean, him and I have done some, some good weight loss bets in the day. Oh, right, yeah? now, right now he looks skinnier than me, so I, we got to feed him. Can someone get this guy some Twinkies? There's no food There's here. No There's food no food here. here. We're on the Radio Row diet. Yeah, we, we walk eight miles a day to get in here and out of here, <laughs> yeah. and then we don't eat. There's so no we're gonna, I'm going to lose 20 pounds on Super Bowl Radio Row right. this week. My 31st Radio Row, by the way. There's nobody has been in as many Radio Rows as I have in this city, anywhere, at any Super Bowl. Let's go. I love it. Except Howard Eskin, but he doesn't broadcast. He just comes here he and hangs out all around week. And yeah, exactly. Man. Well, Michael, th- man, I didn't, I didn't realize this, man. Now I'm going to have yeah. to pimp for some fanatics problem. We got Pro- you. Product. We got you. Product. Right. I got to go we, to the website. We got enough problems. We, yeah. Product we got yeah. for you. Problems we got enough of. Yeah, well, there's enough problems. Michael needs to catch his helicopter, so. All right, yeah, we're going to get out. <laughs> hey, great stuff. Fun hanging with you guys. You got it. <laughs>
Great to hang with you. Go Sixers. Thank you. That's exactly. For sure. Let's go. What's the next game? I haven't been following. They just played Golden State the other night. I saw that win. We saw the Heat and Celtics played here the other night. We play the Heat here on Sunday night. Oh, is that right? Monday night, sorry. Monday night. Everybody will be out. We'll still be in town. Oh, maybe we can go to the Sixers Heat game Monday night here. I'll We're not leaving till Tuesday. Yeah. Beautiful, man. Can you, you know anybody who can get us tickets? I think we could get you covered. <laughs> you guys, if you guys want to go, you find us. We got you covered. Jesus. All right, man. Thank All right, you. Guys. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks. Let's, put, let's put your hands together, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Michael Rubin in the house. Beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome stuff right no, there. That, no, that's no joke, man. He, uh, the I was not aware of them. The, the, everything. They do everything. Yeah. Yep. Everything. Is that awesome or what? Buildings right down there on the Schuylkill, right in Concha Hawkins. Fanatics on the side of it, and his chopper just lands right there. Chopper. It's awesome stuff. Get to the chopper. <laughs> what was that movie? That, that was uh, Terminator, was right? Get down, get down. <laughs> now, come on, man. Billy Godfather here hanging out. Now, you you haven't been to one of these before, right? I mean, you've been, you've, you've been anywhere. You've been everywhere, I you should say. You popped my cherry with this thing. And now you're seeing what this is all about, man. You've seen behind the scenes. You see how this all works. It's, is it bigger than you thought it would be? Is it crazier than you thought it would be? It, it, it met all expectations. No, it's, it's, a crazy, it's a crazy event. It's a lot of fun. And I, I bust this guy's chops all the time. Yes. I got to clean up what you did. <laughs> now, now, now we're going to give you some real information, Tony. Michael Rubin doesn't information. follow me. No. Aaron Ravel used to follow me. What happened, man? What happened, man? I know you're with the Action Network. And now you're, like, too big to talk to The only thing I follow, Michael, with his bank accounts. That's it. Well, that's all you need to do, right? right? The great Darren Ravel. (laughs) And now the Action Network. We talk about action. We got the Philly Godfather here, the man who knows action. Have you met Darren Ravel before? What's up? How are you? Darren Ravel. Hey, Darren. He used to be a business guy. Yeah. And he's still a business guy because he he gives you all the the, uh, other stuff. But obviously, you know, the gambling world is blown up. Had to make the shift. And he made the shift to the Action Network. That's where the money's at. There's content. Yeah, there's all kinds of content. But you're still writing. You still business, on your yeah. on your. You still Twitter. Put Twitter business stuff that happens, like you know tickets and mm-hmm. whatever. Who the J- Jerry Jones boat comes in? His ship came in today. That kind of stuff. Yeah, still doing business on Twitter, but really doing mostly, you know, business of gambling reporting. I I, I went from twenty to forty to fifty, sixty stories, and it, you know, last December I said I, have, I I have enough to talk about it every day, you know, and and that's what it is. And living in New Jersey, it's it's. Unreal. It's exploded, I never, man. I never, I never even thought. I never thought it would be. I mean, I take a FanDuel bus to work. Wrapped in, the bus <laughs> is wrapped in a FanDuel, and then it's like I can't imagine being the guy at New Jersey Transit. Like for years, you can't sell a sponsorship, and then all of a sudden, like MGM FanDuel DraftKings are like, "Hey, can we get the floor? Can we get the top of the train? Can we wrap the train? <laughs> can we wrap the station?" I mean, I swear to God, DraftKings bought out Newark. No one had ever bought out anything in Newark. Right. DraftKings bought out the whole damn thing, every sign. Everything you know, so is it's, wrapped, So yeah. it's, it's, it's incredible. Vegas, the Nevada numbers came out today, by the way, Tony. Did you see them or no? I, I no. put them on Twitter. Um, I don't even have time to do it. Five, but I, $570 million for December, which put them at $5.3 billion, which is their biggest year ever, up 6% from last year, even though we have you know Pennsylvania at $2 billion and, and New Jersey at $4.5 billion. Speaks really well for – for Nevada and, and the Vegas restaurants. And the one thing that we knew, we knew that sooner or later, once everybody started embracing it, and you didn't have to just bet through either offshore or go to Las Vegas, right. once they put it online, and New Jersey has been going 86%, neck and neck. 86% right bet now, online, it's, it's yeah. Nevada and New Jersey are the two states. 
now Pennsylvania is going to be on board here soon, and it's starting. You know, a lot of California probably never will be on there. No, California's moving. There are some states that are moving faster than I thought. Like, you know, forget about it. Some of the tribe states, you know, Oklahoma, that's not happening. Right. Utah, for moral reasons, has not. Some of the Bible Belt, North Carolina moved a little bit faster than I thought. Uh, Florida's actually mo moving faster than I thought, even with the tribal issue and some other things. So I think we're going to have, by the end of this year, 25 states that are legal, which, by the way, the NFL says they'll start paying attention formally when it's the majority of oh, the yeah. is that 25 is, is is it 25 states because if it was 25 Rhode Islands that's not even uh, one tenth of you know country so you know I don't know what their definition right. is their definition is making up whatever they want but they'll pay attention soon. do you think it'll be legal in Florida by next year for the Tampa yes. Bay Super Bowl yes. okay yes. that's all we need to yeah, know that's it yeah. I'm tired of having to find OTBs and going back and when I lived in LA you know you couldn't even bet on horses you had to drive to Hollywood Park to make a bet on a horse track. There was no online. Right. There's no OTB. No OTBs. I yeah. mean, then you had TVG, but it was it was just starting. But it's amazing that, that that gambling, it's taken this long. It's taken this long for New Jersey to finally get it, and now Pennsylvania's finally gotten yep. it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Everybody's talking about revenue streams. Is there a bigger revenue stream right now than, than and it gambling? It does, it does. You know, I would say that NBA games today are as boring as ever. Hmm. NBA, believe it or not, I mean, there's a reason why Adam Silver was at the forefront in 2014 with a New York Times editorial basically saying, yeah, we need gambling because we got into this whole thing about guys scoring a ton of points and now they're throwing up 40 shots a game and even if they score 60 you know James Harden is 14 for 37 you know <laughs> right, right. it's like it's like does that count I mean it really like it doesn't count you know like I we, I used to watch games that were 93 87 that was the average NBA game now the average NBA games 121 118 is this the all-star game yeah so Doug Moe somewhere is yeah, saying yeah, what yeah, the hell I, exactly. rolling Chuck Daly Chuck Daly yeah, Doug Moe yeah, the run guys. and gun guys and Dan Issel Dan yeah, Issel yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now you, so the Super Bowl obviously is it gets bigger every year you don't you although, I, although I would say I'll also say from a betting standpoint the Super Bowl is probably the worst bet yeah because it's it's the entire year worth of stats and so and the odds makers are just pressing a button say, that's why it hasn't moved from Chiefs one and a half it's a perfect line mm -hmm. whether that's the <laughs> game or not it's just a per, it's a perfect line now There's, we have a man who is been doing this a long, long time. The great Philly Godfather, and he, and he, you know, we know the guys come in with the mattress Mac, and these guys come in with the big suitcases, yeah, and that hasn't that's... moved the line. And no. we've been talking about it all week with Darren, with, with Philly Godfather, and now Darren Ravel, who who does this every day on the Action Network, about why this line isn't moving. What is it going to take for this to move? Is it just because there's so much action on both sides? Well, I talked to some guys offshore. Uh, I mean, Darren probably talked to guys in Vegas, Lang City. The game is slightly tilted with the Chiefs. Uh, recreational money is betting the Chiefs. And that's basically basically because they came out with a fair line, not a true line. The true line on the game should be San Fran minus one. Oh, that, that is definitely and true. The late sharp money is going to come out on the San Francisco side. And the reason why they came out with that fair line is because they know the public sees whoever's Patrick favorite. Patrick Mahomes mm -hmm. is the 2008. They see the 2019 Patrick Mahomes as the 2018 Patrick Mahomes, which is not true. And the public loves offense more than defense. Yep. Exactly. So they so they're they're underestimating the 49ers defense. They're overestimating Mahomes, mm -hmm. and that's why you have what is exactly right, basically a three-point swing start. Right. And it might get down to, to, to one, but it's still going to be one Chiefs. It's going to be hard because yeah. there's so much 
public money on the uh, on the Chiefs. There's also no other money. So like only the the only exposure on futures would have been the Packers would be pretty massive because people and and the Ravens. So there's no other. So the only other reason why a line would move aside from the game itself is if there's worry about other great exposure and they're really totally covered with no one bet enough when the 49ers were at 40 to 1 even 80 to 1 before the draft no one bet enough money well, on that. He did. He did. oh you he did on, yeah there you go yeah we put the tickets on twitter at the beginning of the year Beautiful. we had lsu at 40 to 1 uh the only other exposure is going to be the over oh, the public loves the over they love Mahomes. they love his fantasy numbers and that's driving them and that line's the toes. Going up. Yeah. it opened up 51 and a half we got ahead of the market we went over 52 but if it hits 55, 56, we're going to have a large wave so it's, on the so, so, yeah. it's, uh, so now in most books, it's, it's now at 55. Now, what's interesting is it's hung at 54.5 for a very long time. At 54.5, the, the money was about 90-plus percent on the over. With it, g- g- another half point. By the way, it's not going through really a critical number. I mean, what's a critical number, 52, 55? I mean, I, it's it's hard. you're not going to get to a number you want if you but but there the value is going to be on the if we get to 56 the value would be nicely on the under yeah, it's going to be a real large you're yeah. going to see a lot of resistance in the market all the sharp guys I mean I know a bunch of them we've all talked throughout the week some of Billy's handicappers Q the Chinaman and they're just waiting for it to go as high as possible right and, and then, then they're going to the bury the right. under yeah yeah exactly. that's can't say Chinaman anymore so. <laughs> is he from China. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then you could say China. No, yeah. He's, yeah, he's I mean, that's what they called him in the movie Inside Game. <laughs> he's, 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 he's from Beijing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they just made the movie. About well, it. well, Darren, what about the props? Because everybody loves props, and that's well, that's we have a Gatorade on here. The Gatorade prop is basically over, which is unreal. So, so what happened was, you know, I couldn't talk about the Gatorade props for a while because it, it, I'm not really allowed to talk much off offshore. But both New Jersey and Indiana approved the Gatorade prop even though you can control it. That's mm-hmm. what they're always worried about. Yep. And, uh, and and the the favorite was red, even though studying the Gatorade of the last 17 years, there's <laughs> never been red. But obviously it's <laughs> like... both so teams are red. Right, yeah. right. Both and, teams and are red. And then they switched to purple. The and purple then, got hit real no, hard. So, right. So, so, that, so yeah, no, 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 no. So red was at 225. Purple was the farthest back at 12 to 1. And then someone yesterday on Twitter goes, yep, they're going to do purple for Kobe. And then all ah. of a sudden... All of a sudden, purple, purple is based, this is the first time I've ever seen this. I have never seen a novelty prop where there was a minus before it. Because mm. if there was a minus, then people know something and they'll pull the prop. My <laughs> points bet in New Jersey has purple at minus 143 right now, which is basically saying, do not bet this. It's almost like a foregone conclusion. As far as I know, purple Gatorade, I don't know what it's called, like Riptide Rush? Yes, or whatever I think so. Whatever. I think you got that. Purple Gatorade is like, I, I don't even know if you can get that in quantities. Do they make the powder with purple? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not a, yeah. I, you know, I don't, I'm a, I'm Two a natural Two times guy. it's been purple, by the way. Two times. Two times? Tom Coughlin got the purple. Uh, in Super Bowl Forty Six, this is phenomenal. Well, what was that bar and we drank? Uh, purple Gatorades at. Remember? It, yeah, oh, that was called the Jug Handle. Jug Handle. But yeah, that was, that's an actual alcoholic drink. Yeah, I know. They, they named it after the Purple Drank, but they couldn't oh, put the, right, that stuff in it, so they called it Great and Gatorade. Gr- and Gruden in 03 got the, got the purple. But so. what's okay. the num- what's the most popular now? Clear. Clear's plus three hundred. Yeah, Clear's plus three hundred. Now, what, it, what, it, what, it, what is that? Alpine Frost. Uh, it, it, the clear, no, the clear is uh, uh, either 
people do not account. I, I love talking about this seriously without smiling, by the way. <laughs> Glacier freeze. Glacier freeze. Yeah. People do not account for how much water is actually in a lot of those. Like, it's not just, you know, Gatorade. Water is is uh, is prevalent on the sidelines. So, I, by the way, I know that Gatorade paying $100 million a year to the NFL does not want water. It's actually their enemy. They don't want water. <laughs> What's it well, we, don't want, we don't have water here on Radio Raw. We can't right. find it. What, what's it costing to get in the game right now? Uh, right now it's about, f- with fees on StubHub, it's about 5800 for the worst seat. So you can either, here's your choice, touch your head to the top of of, uh, of Hard Rock, Hard Rock Stadium. Or get a, is there a 5K TV? Because that's better than 4K. You could see blades of grass on a 75-incher for 5800 or you use your binoculars to see. Uh, wow! You know, I mean, it's it's. You can lay fifty-five hundred to win five thousand on the game. Nosebleeds. Now, Ron Jaworski was here earlier, and he said, as a player, he's got connections. He gets in face value. So he said he was talking to one of his buddies, and he said, "How many uh, tickets do you want?" Ron says, "Give me four. Phone clicks, twenty thousand right. dollars, and that's at that's the face value ticket." Wow. Right, so, so well, right. So so there is so the face value. Used to be, let's see, like 20 years ago, the face value was 200. Yep. And now the face value, the lowest you'll get for the worst seat is 950, but it's all the way up to, I think it's actually 4,500 for the top. Wow. So he paid 4,500. Yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. And, you know, people want to come and they're like, hey, like Christian, young college kid here, why well, he's out of college now. I want to go see the Niners. I'm like, you got five grand? Because you can get in later. I mean, will it go down or will it go up? Because no, that's no, no, the no. interesting it's thing. Not, it, at this point, it's not going to move. Listen, you you have people from, from Kansas City who waited for 50 years. Yep. And you have people from the Silicon Valley whose you know, square footage of their bathroom is, is 120 square feet, and that's a million and a half dollars alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, I mean right. so there's actually people who live in their bathroom, and, and that's, that's the square footage. So, you know. Five thousand dollars. They when they when they sneeze, five thousand dollars. Well, yeah, and that's and that's what people <laughs> yeah. get angry. They hate rich people right. until they become one. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And that's the way it works. Right. Silicon Valley, even though they were in it not that long ago, right. you know they haven't won in twenty five years. Right. And so those people coming for a week used to be a good thing. Now for most people, it's unaffordable. I mean, look at the look right. at the Patriots fans. There's a lot of money up in the Boston area, New England. I, I will, but they I, didn't come to every game. But I, but I, but I will say it's all about accounting for your money and whether you think you're going to be there. Just look at Alabama, second poorest state in the nation. What's the household income there? 45000 Hey, but they spend 10000 every year. Why? Mm-hmm. Oh, they just factor in the na- – they didn't have the national championship game this year. They're like, oh, my God, what's this $10,000 surplus <laughs> in surplus, my bank account? Yeah, right. <laughs> what happened? Oh, the bonus. for the game? Yeah, yeah, thirty percent of our gross income that we spend on the national championship game. We don't have to do that this year. It's the Clemson bonus. Darren Rebell, always with the good knowledge. You follow him on Twitter. Is it at Action the Action Network or at Action Network? On Twitter, it's at Action Network HQ. Actually, HQ, the headquarters. Where is the headquarters now? It's in it's in Manhattan, which is unfortunate because. I, I can't bet while I'm in the office. Which I know, of, that's an hour. But you yeah. can't even pull you up run any somebody over to Jersey? No, no, no. I, uh, I'm encouraged to go home early. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, you get on a path train okay. and go to Newark? Now the, is that now how the, you do it? Now, the only, the, only, the only problem is some of my – working at the Action Network and some of these people with, like, their definition of an edge, before I came here, I, so on Monday, I'm going home, and my editor calls me up. He goes, yeah, I need you to – are you in Jersey yet? That's all they ask me. Are you in Jersey? I'm like, okay. I'm in Jersey. What do you want? 
He's like, okay, so there's a, a receiver. You probably haven't heard of him. I'm like, what? He's like, there's a receiver in the Super Bowl. The over, and I don't, I'll, I'll, if I look at it, I'll tell you who it is. But he said, I need the under on 27 and a half receiving yards for the game. I said, okay. I go, how much? 1,800. I'm like, what? 1,800. How much of an edge is there really? And he said, every other book has it at 21 and a half. And I'm like, six yards? Like, that's whether he gets tripped or not. You're right. going to put 1,800 on that? <laughs> the, pro- the problem is perceived value. A lot of these guys, they'll put a number out there, some of these sports book, and you'll think you have perceived value, right. and there'll you be absolutely not. no value. Might. There is more value in New Jersey as people compete, and they're trying to, you know, yes, there's can be, and there's some that do it for a lot of the books, but there is, there is sometimes some value, and there's sometimes where they really do mess up and do not move as fast well, as they I, should. I, you know? I had friends who were sitting in line for Chris for years, and they would put an off number up, slightly off, just to Bec- see. Just to see. And they knew there was no value between those two right. yards or three right, yards right, right, or two right. and a half yards. It didn't make a difference. And all the sharp guys would jump on it because right, they, right, right. they were thinking right. they got the best of the number. And they would right. get buried. I the, mean, o- yeah. the, only, the only big money I've put down in the last two weeks is uh, is Astros under 97 and a half <laughs> wins. Mm. Because, because, because I do not think. I, just, I think there's no way that baseball cannot reopen that investigation. I, I don't think the public is satisfied. And so, Dusty yeah. Baker. When, Dusty Baker. When Dusty yeah. Baker got hired, I was like, "Yes, <laughs> we're we're headed more to the under." Very happy. <laughs> Darren, you know Very where happy. you know where there is value. There is value in listening to the Tony Bruno show because not only will you be if you follow the, uh, the Twitch show, will you be eligible to win the all guest signed football from Super Bowl week, but you're going to get a personal request from Cujo Knows, who says, Darren, will you please unblock me on Twitter? <laughs> uh, I, I, will, I will do a 24-hour dispensation. <laughs> and if you, if, you, if you flame me over that 24... Actually, Cujo Knows. Yeah, okay, I'll take uh, care of you. Do know you know who it is? Uh, I, do, I, do, I don't remember the blocking okay. incident. I've, I've blocked as much as 60 people in a day. But, yes. um, but I, but you didn't block me, I but you un- just unfollowed me. What is, what is the problem that. people have with you on Twitter? I don't get it. Uh, well, you could read a BuzzFeed story. It's a 5,000-word piece <laughs> on why people hate me. They, they were gracious enough to have me uh, have my piece, but I don't know. I mean, I think people hate me in general. They start with the fact that I'm, like, the money guy, and they're watching Tiger, like, putt a beautiful putt to win a major, and I'm like, he won $1.44 million. Do I take the innocence out of sports? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm not scared to, you know, I don't back down to mm-hmm. people, so it's – it's fun. When you have two million followers, you don't I really know. care at I that know. point. You know? But that's not true. My wife knows. She knows, like, if, if, if I'm, like, all of a sudden quiet a little bit, she's like, are you in another Twitter fight right now? What's going on? <laughs> this sounds familiar. <laughs> I had one Twitter <laughs> spat with you once. I made a comment jokingly because you know it's did I go? Did I go back? Or did yeah, I go you, can, you actually responded to me. See, now, Darren, you probably agree. There needs to be a sarcasm font on Twitter. Yes, Twitter. There so should. people can see that you already that, that it's clear that you see are the problem. The, prob- the problem is Twitter, by its very nature, is out of context, right? I mean, right. It's yes. like, so so it's 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 hard. But I would give Dan Gilbert a Comic Sans font if he wants. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to so devalue this ball by signing it. I'm going to sign it like right next <laughs> to. Hey, hey! Oh my God, Dad! I got this ball. Franco Harris, Warren, Warren Moon, Moon, Hall of Fame, Ron Jaworski, Hall of Fame 06. Darren Ravel, what is, what is B-H-O-F? Oh, the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. That's amazing. By the way, I have breaking news on the odds. I know you got to go. Water is now plus 1,500 if you want to bet on water at the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, we'll 
Darren, always great to see you, man. I've you been got busting it. Thanks, your chops Tony. over no, the years. I love years. you. I love you. Beautiful, man. Darren Ravel, ladies and gentlemen, from the action. And you know what we always say, Harry? We got action. We got action. Yo. We got action, yo, is correct. Darren Ravel, follow him on Twitter, at Darren Ravel. And Instagram. And Instagram. Two million followers, Tony. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. Yes. I can't right crack the 64,000 yeah. barrier. I can't crack 64,000 followers. It's Darren, an outrage. we have lovely parting gifts for you. Yes, we do. Um, you get swag on this well. show. I is heard like about this. Is it, is it moisturizer and CBD creams or something? No, no, no. no, that's no, no. Kyle Turley. Kyle yeah, Turley no. does okay. that. No, we, have, we do have fantastic moisturizer. We have moisturizer. mobility sleeves, which oh, are. Yeah, he needs the pen. Kinesiology and. Tony didn't give it. And compression at the same time. You don't get that in New York City. You got to pay extra and for that. Is this Bart Oats? Yeah. Yes. And we thank you all for joining us all here on Twitch.tv um, on the front page of Twitch. Thank That's you. right. We're blowing. You need to write We're up uh, about me being up. on the front page of Twitch as the first sports Obviously. show Tony, on I Radio Row to ever be on the Twitch I have platform an announcement live to, to thousands. How many people? I have an announcement to make. Today in the three-hour program, we had over 400,000 people that tuned in Wow. at one point or another. How is that not worthy of a tweet? Or a little pop, a little blurb on the action. You know network. what's worthy of a tweet? If you went on Twitch and you became a gamer. No, wow. that's why because they're adding content. It was about game, but now it's gonna fall over and it's gonna make a lot of noise. No, I turned yeah, it it's off. Okay. All right, thank you. Darren Ravelle, ladies and gentlemen. Let's is. put your hands together one more time. From the Action Network. We got action. <laughs> the one thing I didn't ask about is that Boyd Gaming. Look at that, he's got his own uh, Oh yeah, that's his Was card. Is that a business card? Yeah, look at the business you can card. Scan it. Oh, it's like it's one of those. Uh, what do they call it? QR codes. Yeah, the QR yeah. code. It looks yeah. like a sports betting ticket. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. How much yeah. is on that's here? Cool. Ten dollars at Parks. Negative five bucks. <laughs> 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 you now, just scanned it and then it goes right to your bank account. You owe five dollars. Tony, it is three fifty-four. We have yeah. five minutes before the show ends. Uh, on today's show, we will be back again tomorrow. We're scheduled tomorrow, from, from one to tomorrow. four, but we are going to probably go early, uh, like or start a little bit early again because yeah. we have a couple people that are leaving at one, so we want to be able to accommodate them. But um, we'll one do of whatever people, we need. See, we don't have to start one at one. People, we can start at twelve forty-five. We can start at twelve thirty. Yes, we well, can go to four, four thirty. I want to be here when Baldy's here, though. He's coming on at the end of the show, oh, so you're going to be fine. Good. Whoops, hold on, let's one. If I scan this, do I get $5 credit on the Action Network, or do I get unlimited credit? Hey, breaking okay. news. Darren Ravel just showed it to me. He unblocked Cujo Nose. No. Cujo Nose, you better behave, because he'll block you right again. But you got a reprieve. Wow. And you have the Tony Bruno Show to thank for that. How about that? See the power of the show? Man. The you know, reach. It's the reach, and it's the it's it's, it's the one-on-one -on -one communications that you have on the show. Now, I need some NBA locks Wait, tonight. Wait, before, before we go, I just need to finish saying this. Um, that So, Baldi's on at the end of the show. We will be starting a little bit early tomorrow. Today, you came in early to pre-tape Ron Jaworski. Yes, should we play that we right now? We were supposed to play him. I can't play him right now. Why not? Because I can't start a that, that recording in the middle of oh, the okay. stream. But we could go overtime. It's not like we have to get off at 4 o'clock or they, we shut it down no, and the today world blows we up. No, we have to shut down. But okay. We are going to play the Ron Jaworski tape tomorrow. Okay. Now, I know that we'll, he will, at the beginning of the show, be talking about his big cigar, uh, cigar party, party tonight. And but the it's party. sold out, so you can't get yeah, tickets. You right. can't get tickets anyway. If you hear about the Ron Jaworski and the, and the Mike Ditka cigar party, they've been doing it every year. 
yeah. for charity, and it's packed, and you never can get a ticket. I do have a VIP. Yes. You do. Asked to we it. are invited. Um, but we, so we, we, but we can't. Yeah, I know. We or have two I have two to do multiple parties. things. Oh, look what else I got. I got the rooster. You know where that's from, right, Harry? The rooster pin? Was that uh, from the rooster? No. Or the no. 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 Where did you get that from? This is from Tampa Bay. This is the, the actual, because the Tampa Bay Buccaneer Committee is here for next year's right, Super right, Bowl. Right. And so they're giving out swag. This is Ebor City's rooster. Oh, okay. This is, and everybody in the Tampa Bay area knows about Ebor well, City. Well, they roll cigars down there. Yeah, they roll yeah. the fresh ones, baby. He had some rolled the other night for us. I just got a text from the eight ball. He said go over 228 in the Sixers game and under 116 in Sacramento in the first half. Now, wait, let me write this down again. So who's <laughs> the eight ball? He's the NBA specialist. So the eight ball says over 228 in the Sixers game. Who are the tonight? Sixers playing tonight? Sixers have Atlanta. Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks. Hawks are they yeah. at home or in Atlanta? In, in Atlanta. In Atlanta and under 116 in Sacramento in so the first half. Under Sixers 116. Sixers are favored by six and a half. He's not touching that line. No. He's just touching the over, right? Over on the six. What's the over under again? 228. Go over 228. That's a big number. That is a yeah. lot of points. Doesn't Atlanta stink right now? They always start off well, and then yeah. something goes wrong with that franchise every year. <laughs> they got Trey Young. <laughs> I know they do. What's going on, man? We're about ready to, to, to shut this thing down, man. You want to be around? We'll talk to you after the show. All right, man. Ladies and gentlemen, it's David it's Brody. I know, I know yeah. who David Brody is. He's a sports agent. I know. He represented the Schwartz. Did he represent the Schwartz? Yeah. The Schwartz is strong, man. And we love eSports. They're building an eSports arena in, in South Philadelphia. In Philly, yeah, 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 yeah. It's huge. I love it. I love cornhole. I love axe throwing. You didn't say pornhole. You said cornhole. No, no, cornhole. cornhole. Okay, all right. Bags, as I like to call it. Sure. Yeah, bags. bags. Bag I like darts. I like all these sports because people play them. I like pickleball. Right. I'm ready to become the commissioner of the National Pickleball League and get my own show and do a pickleball podcast and break it down to levels beyond human comprehension. I want to thank the Philly Godfather again, hanging out, having fun with us. You coming on the yacht tonight with Snoop? Absolutely. Snoop, now, are you coming to the Snoop party? Probably not. What do you mean, probably oh, not? It's Ken over Ken. an hour to get there. I Ken? did the mileage. That's okay. Yeah. Ken you get Cage to hang with Ken Cage, Danny so yeah. Thompson. I've disappointed many people. Ken will get in line. Jesus, Is Snoop Harry? definitely yeah. going to be there? What's yep. the matter with yeah, yeah. you? You're not going to go see Snoop? He probably won't even be there. Yes, he will. Yes, what he are will. you talking about? <laughs> he's you can roll he's it. You DJing. Can, I, I'm just going to get there and be high just off the fumes. I don't even have to smoke, and I don't even smoke dope. You can get a contact. You I should just come to my <laughs> hotel room. You'll get stoned up to the big Jesus belt. You won't even smoke anything. Damn Tony, we want to thank our fabulous sponsors. Yes. The Again, support Philly our sponsors. Philly Godfather. Please Absolutely. support them on all their websites. Go to that. You uh, type in the code Bruno, and you will get the 20% discount on all the product items. If you are a gambling person, if you want to learn, if you want to really know how to do it and know how to do it well, go to thephillygodfather.com. .com is the website, and follow him on Twitter. He's always firing, as he likes He's to amazing. say. He's and, amazing. Um, and our sponsors are right there on the screen. Tony Bruno Show on Super Bowl Radio Row was brought to you by BioLumiere Facial Cream and Eye Cream. Anti-aging anti stuff. Anti-organics. Yeah. BioLumiere Organics. Coral, silver, toothpaste, the most amazing toothpaste ever. Everybody in the family will no like it. No fluoride the in there, no yep. SLS. 
all natural, and phenomenal product. Ghost Sleeves. Ghost Sleeves for life on Twitter. Uh, they are going to help your life out, even if you're just Walker. If, if you're right, not did you get your Ghost Sleeves? No. Oh, we'll definitely get it for you. We'll hook you up. Huh? We'll hook you up. Thank you again. We will see you tomorrow, 1 o'clock, but make sure you tune in a little bit earlier just in case we have somebody coming on early in the show. Thank you, everybody. Don't forget, follow the show. Follow us on twitch.tv. So you can be entered to win this fabulous football. In the meantime, don't drink and drive and don't text and drive. And God bless America. It's still the greatest country on earth. We'll see you tomorrow, kids. Actually, we'll go live tonight, maybe, from the Snoop Party on the yacht. How about that? That's a good idea. So, so actually, uh, that's a great idea. And if you follow, you should be able to see it. So yes. make sure you follow just in case we go live. With Snoop Dogg! This knife has a straight edge on it, so it's very easy. Maybe in our world here, there lives a happy little mountain. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.